Beautiful day. Recording live from three, count them three locations, this is Pass the Rock. I'm Patrick, and as always, I'm joined by two great men, Jacob, a.k.a. Bethke. Down in Dallas uh, at the All-Star Game, spitting All-Star Game. Whoa. And also joined by Caesar, a.k.a. LC's. Your hater in chief is reporting for duty. <laughs> love it, love it. Hater in chief. Also, J Cole is this week's goofy rap lyric. Oh, is that is that a J Cole bar? What is that? Yeah, what, and it also serves to from? remind how long it's been since we had. Uh, I was off of a mixtape. It's from 2010, uh, okay. uh, and it reminds me how long it's been since we've had the All Star oh, stuff in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, which is actually kind of surprising. Damn, that was but, a long time. Oh yeah, no, oh the fact that Jerry built the stadium and then just has not gotten any of the big American events at it. Well, other. I wonder. I mean, I wonder how much Cuban <laughs> is like. Yeah, we're not. I'm not letting it happen there, but. Well, it happened. That was where they did it. Was but, at Jerry World. And I mean, like the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's this is how much else Jerry's. And it's I'm a, glad right now. But anyway. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a traveling city. It's like a move here, live here city. No. Listen, um, listen, they they've gotten two WrestleManias, okay? <laughs> two. That's solid. That's, actually, that's right? not nothing. And we got the only the only neutral site World Series uh, in like a hundred years. So <laughs> that's great. Okay, but that was Jerry that, World, yeah. right? No, but we got it in you know next door. I'm just saying Lorraine, we do get stuff. The first, Corey Seager won a title in our building before he won a title in our building. Yeah, before he even played a game um <laughs> i couldn't figure out what the equivalent of a snap Listen, was uh he technically it's still not won a title in our building yeah. right like he won yeah, that in that's, Arizona. That's for, you're right that's this year's prize well uh that's right yeah i got no clean transition into my first little bit here um you should say the next promising championship contending dallas team that's your there, there you go yep Thank you. We'll go with that. Uh, so we got we got some some quick notes for for your Dallas Stars, our Dallas Stars, Texas hockey now and forever. Amen. Um, I don't know. Uh, so it was just announced that uh, for next regular season, the Stars are going to have two games uh, in November in Finland against the Florida Panthers. Uh, it's part of what is now called the NHL Global Series. There have been a few iterations of this throughout history where they play either against like Soviet teams or just other nations uh, or whatever, you know, um, but starting in like 2017, they started doing this, taking NHL teams and having them play uh, a regular season game somewhere around the world. Uh, so the stars and Panthers currently both have four fin Finnish nationals on their roster each. Uh, so it's a they got automatic bids. good idea to get them in there, uh, especially with, with the stars having some, some big ones. Um, so that's cool. Uh, if if I had known about it earlier, I would have tried to get there. I'm probably not going to be able to get there in November. Um, but if you can make it to Finland in November, go see Stars and Panthers. They're playing two games out there. Um, so that's kind of cool. I need to be better about going to see the Stars 15 minutes down the road. But, you know, Finland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, so, 
but no, that is really cool. And obviously, this is something a lot of leagues are doing. You see, NHL just restarted doing this. Uh, there was a gap from like 2011 to 2017. Um, hmm. Okay. Or I'm so guessing that. that's you know that's when like the lockout was. Yeah, and all there that. was some shit going on. Yeah. Uh, I think the NHL is still like the only league to ever just completely close down an entire season, right? Or did the NBA actually do that eventually? Uh, baseball. Baseball. Um, they stopped NBA halfway through. Baseball stopped no, halfway there's no, through. A season. There's no like 1994 baseball winner, right? Yeah, they just stopped the season. But they yeah, still okay, played okay. like half of a season before they stopped it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah, I think the Rangers, the Rangers were like technically in first in the AOS, even though they were like one game under 500. And then I think, nice. <laughs> I think uh, whoever was in charge of the AL East, which was probably like Cleveland, was like just destroying everybody at that point. Something stupid like that. Um, oh, but anyways, enough. okay. Uh, so that's kind of the big no, hockey. The NBA definitely hasn't done it, so I think NHL is the only one who's done it. They've got so, some well, Mexico actually... games lined up, right? Stuff like that. Oh, no, so I'm talking about lockout. full season. Yeah, yeah. Lockout. Um, um, yes. No. The NBA just went to Paris. They're doing Abu Dhabi for preseason. Maybe the yeah, NFL. They're, they're sweating it out. Maybe the NFL early strike. They may, they might have canceled the full season early on somewhere. I'm not sure, but it, yeah, even your. Your scab one, that was still only like six games, right? Something like that. Yeah, they played. And some guys, yeah. They played 12 games, I believe, that year. Yeah, that's your, uh, when was his name, got the sack record? Reggie White? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But anyways, um, yeah. so that's the, kind of the big stars news. Um, currently, just uh, for an in-the-season check-in, uh, first in the Central Division, Um they're two wins behind Vancouver for first in the West overall um, with one more game to play. Uh, so theoretically still possible. They're humming along right now. Basically the, the factor going into the playoffs is going to be how the D plays. And if Jake Ottinger can, can turn into playoff Jake Ottinger again, then we're, we're the best or right up there with the best in hockey. Well, you know, I got to ask you about the power play. It's a mandatory question on this podcast. <laughs> It's doing fine. There's Ben's in a slump right now, which is annoying. Um, we like to see him get kicked back out of that, but I, I've got no concerns about scoring or the offense going forward. Beautiful. And what about what about my boy Stank Oven? Yeah. So How are we gonna integrate boy Stank Oven? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna get another chance to come back up this year or not. He got called up to go sit in the box. Are you back down? Yeah. Uh, no. Matt Duchesne was out, and then he ended up coming right back. Um, so that was kind of the whole point of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he got he got a call up. He at least got to hang out with the team for a night uh, before they sent him right back down to, to Austin area. Uh, where playing they with my emotions. They're probably North Austin. Cedar something, I always forget. Yeah, North Austin, yeah. Um, the only part of Austin that's inhabitable still. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're looking to try to find a way to get some kind of defense help at the at the deadline here um but i don't know how realistic it actually is because it's a tough market uh the parody is real in this league and everyone's right on the edge of their cap and you know in a playoff hunt so and it's yeah you're not you're not typically moving guys like uh in the nba where you might move one guy who's worth you know half another team kind of thing doesn't really happen all often that's fair. That and you know what? The, unfortunately, the Gretzky, economics. The Gretzky trade. That, uh, that's <laughs> there's one you can point to. No, that's to. fair. I mean, I'm surprised there's even one 
awesome because that is one of the special things about the NBA that I don't know that I always love is the is it's unique in that way. And the NFL has some of that too. If it's a quarterback being traded, you know, um, but but that's pretty much it. NFL trades are gnarly though. Yeah, NFL is NFL needs to figure out how to incentivize that shit. NBA needs to decentivize a little bit. NBA or NFL needs to incentivize. And in baseball, it's always like. Here's some guys you might find out about in seven years if everything pans out correctly. <laughs> dude, yes, baseball is yes. hilarious. Baseball, you might get a dude who's baseball played is, in the big leagues. Baseball he's, is he's probably the only league where a person has been traded for themselves twice because <laughs> they do player to be named later sometimes. Oh, and then that team will no. just ship you back to your original team. <laughs> and honestly, nice. baseball does that in ways that I, you'll hear player to be named later in NFL and NBA trades, but they're never ever like multi they don't day, take, even day they don't take months to to no. name them halfway down the season no. yeah no it's interesting like, that's they'll, how they'll you get, do it within an hour or so usually and that's how you get some of those real like real deep web like uh butterfly effect domino effect what did this trade mean for the history of baseball kind of thing it's like oh they just yeah. happened to pick this prospect out of nowhere a couple months later who is that oh cy young winner mm-hmm Hey, and sometimes you can rebuild a franchise off trading player, mediocre players like Mark Teixeira. That's true. <sighs> He's better That's than right. medi- better than mediocre. He's a hall of good. He's a hall of very good player. Yeah, um, he was. But he given you know. not if he didn't play, you know, some pivotal years on some crappy Ranger teams, he could have maybe done a little bit more for himself. But I like to completely agree. <laughs> He's the Herschel Walker of the Texas Rangers yeah. to a lesser extent. Yeah, he I built, mean it was almost titles. There was he built the first pennant team, so we'll we'll take that. And now we have a real yes. one. Yes. Um, yep. Big facts. Speaking of which, just got my tickets confirmed for opening day. I'm so excited. I'm going to see that, that is- ring ceremony, that unveiling of the banner or whatever. Again, Congratulations. The Cubs, Thursday, right. March I knew it was somebody was weird. Yeah, the baseball scheduling is weird, especially <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't. I tried to get my hands on one of those. Was difficult, and I failed. Yeah, I bought. I I knew that it was gonna be tough to get an individual one, so I bought a freaking half season, twenty game package. So. So I did the same thing the year the Mavs won uh, the championship. I wanted to be at the the banner ceremony, so I bought a. uh, And this is how irresponsible I was as a eighteen nineteen year old. So I just got a a random refund from UNT. Just like a, you just spent oh. it. Yep, that's I was what like, we do. That's the green like, light to greatness. That's right. I had I just got a random thousand dollar. I had a random one thousand dollar refund. I went to the financial aid office. I was like, "Yo, is this from a loan?" Oh, you this, even asked. That's I, smart. Most people don't even at least try to ask. They just spend yeah, it immediately. <laughs> they're just like, "Oh no, you just overpaid." So yeah, I was like, "But where is the money coming from? Is it coming from my grants or is it coming from my loans?" And they're like, oh, we believe it's coming from your, your grants. I'm like, say less. So, first purchase, brand new headphones. Second purchase, Mavs I got a Mavs ticket plan, baby. Oh, yeah. and Mavs every, ticket plan. Yeah. That's right. That's how you can guarantee opening day tickets for a reasonable oh, price. Okay, now, it was it was a small plan. Uh, five games, I think. Here's the worst part. Every game that I went to was a loss. Oh. Well, that that that, that was also that year. Wasn't. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. they didn't <laughs> really do not the best year to go to Mavs to games. First, I was lucky enough to see the first home game for Dirks last season, but that's about as significant that's pretty cool. as I got. Yeah. 
that was fun. Yeah. But otherwise there was, you know, yeah, you're been... not talking about a team that was inspiring a lot of confidence around him other than this kid from Slovenia that even most people in Dallas didn't really know much about him. Yeah. And I've been to a few opening days uh, for the Rangers and opening day is its whole, it's a whole thing. Like it's, I don't know what it's like for other sports, but it's a, an actual holiday in baseball. It's like a whole, it's an experience. It's it, you go to the game, but there's something, there's something different about that one day. Um, that makes it NBA opening night. Usually kind of mid it, sometimes. It's I mean, I went to, yeah, I went to, I went to Spurs Mavs this year <laughs> and it was cool, but it was only really that cool. Cause it was Wemby's first game. <laughs> yeah, and, and you still get them a little competitive too. Everyone's a little healthy. Everybody's kind of frisky, well, yeah, right? Or, all, yeah, they they're wanna, all kind of shooting like shit. Yeah, yeah, they want to go out and show that they're uh, that they're there. NFL is NFL week one is just red zone day. That's, That's national true. red zone day. And yeah, it's it's the <laughs> it's don't like, uh, it's the don't bet on this weekday at least for money lines. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, it's the it's like just like Super Bowl. Over. It's like what? It's like a, how can you not be romantic? It's uh, it's like what Brad Pitt's uh, Brad Pitt's character said in the in the movie Moneyball. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Mm. For sure. Um, well, I will say one thing on the Rangers before we move on to the other baseball topic. Yeah. Is these guys, uh, these guys hosted baseball playoffs or baseball's opening day, I should say, in their ballpark this weekend. My cousin playing for China Spring uh, was playing in it. Um, they did not have anything going on in the arena. They I don't just know had what a you're talking about. Quiet ass arena, the Globe Life. What was it they were hosting? Globe Life was hosting the start of the season for high school teams. Oh, high school. Okay. Oh. Okay. Sorry. And uh, yeah, sorry. I know they and have a China college Spring, tournament coming up, but I didn't know when that was. Actually, apparently, uh, China Spring has uh, the Texas's next superstar baseball player uh, hmm. on their team. I saw him uh, there. Uh, but they they had a they had a dead building. You would, yeah, you a completely dead building. It's I'm surprised just, they played it. They played it in the Globe Life Field, not the park. The new one seems just weird. A quiet, just a quiet fucking box. Yeah, yeah. You'd think they would have played that one in the outdoor, smaller. Maybe they're getting I, that ready dude, for UFL though. Yeah, I mean, probably, but I just was, I was a little stunned because, you know, I mean, Jerry does it up and it's, it's high school football. It's also so it's during football season. Like well, it's at the end of football is, season though. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not two months before it, the pros start. It's Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But it's also like, I'm just, I'm a little frustrated with Ray Davis and company because it's just one of those things where to foster a good culture this is how you compete with Texas football is to put on a little show for these people when you're going to host. These well, things. I mean, you don't have to be that cheap, but they're also, I mean, they're hosting the big 12 baseball tournament. They're going to have some, you know, they're going yeah, to spend, they're going to spend their time and money on that. You know, that's bigger than giving it. I to, know, but that's know where they're going to, that's where you're going to put the money Wait into. Till, hey, you're hosting these teams in central Texas. They could easily be Astros fans. You know, Waco is a Dallas area by, you know, usually, that is usually people in Waco for Dallas sports. You don't want to lose that. You want to you want to keep that. Is it the? Uh, are they in the Astros TV market though? No, they're okay. still in the. That's why it's the TV market is still Dallas. Okay, for Waco, I wasn't sure. You have to basically be. I think you have to be like to Tyler, not Tyler. Um, fuck the big city Temple. You have to be in Temple. Okay. To, I think Temple is where all of that shifts. There you go, Texas geography, folks. I-35 game. The Owls. 
not those owls, not Temple Owls. That, that's Philadelphia. I never knew where that was. And it always confused me as a kid when I would see the NCAA tournament. I'm like, really? Temple? <laughs> you don't remember Temple's connection, funny connection to, and problematic connection to the NFL? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Well, once a year, Temple's most notable alumni would go out of his way to try to boost his the most NFL plausible player on their roster. Honestly, a very cool thing to do. Unfortunately, that was Bill Cosby. Ah. Ah. All right. So that tradition stopped. Good. But if but if you are old enough to remember watching just too much NFL draft, that was something that happened every oh. year. I ain't one of the Cosbys. I ain't go to Hill, man. Um, yep. And that's probably the best. So way speaking to of baseball, uh, we'll get, we'll get this. <laughs> we'll, we'll rapid fire through this one a little bit quicker, probably. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the their new the new Fanatics jerseys are out. The baseball jerseys for the year. Um, it's confusing because it's like Fanatics through Nike or Nike through Fanatics. Uh, there, I did there, some reading. So. They're really, really poor quality jerseys. Um, that's the first oh, and yeah. foremost thing. Um, the Terrible. ones that, the ones that the players are wearing are are bad. Uh, we had an incident of a player tweeting out a picture of his own name, like being not properly. It's not centered properly. Letters are out of whack, and uh, he got your generic reply of, "We're so sorry this happened to you. Please let me know this is this." Signed, Kyle. It's like, oh, Kyle. <laughs> This is a. This isn't just a customer. <laughs> uh, so yeah. they're they're going through it. Uh, the pants are see through essentially the white ones. Um, and it's you know it's it's funny that if it only mattered like what what the fans thought, it would have been a problem. But that doesn't matter to anyone because the fan made jerseys have been crap for a long time. They're getting worse. But now that it's affecting the player jerseys, we might actually have to see some action taken. So I'm I'm interested yeah, to see. That, uh, the they're going to deal the with the most powerful union in sports. They won't, I, I they said, won't I fix the ones they're so selling, but they're going to fix the ones the players are wearing. I would, I would assume that's probable, um, but even that still might be a little wonky. So let me explain some things that I learned today about fanatics and their jersey marketing. But I do want to start with saying, fuck this for happening the year we get several jerseys. But you're right. It was always kind of a problem for fan stuff anyway. So the game is the game. It's been, but, you know, it's been heading in a bad direction. It's the same thing. I mean, you see it a lot. Monopolies are bad, and and antitrust things are good, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the more – it happened with Madden. It happened with FIFA. It happened with all these sports games that got dried up by EA, and Disney's doing the same thing in the movie and TV space. Um, yep. Yeah. It, the, someone buys up the market and then just gives you a shit product because no one else is making one, so – but then something else spawns out of that usually. So that's the fun part in other aspects. In this aspect, we as the fans might be screwed. I need my, still be I need my Shrek. I need whatever the Shrek version of jerseys is. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's basically what you're going to be looking for. And even that, it's eventually going to go through its own process of uh, bastardization. So, look, what I learned is these are – if you talk to the um, – in uh, MLB, these are Nike jerseys. If you talk to people who are investigating this story, 
these fanatics jerseys with Nike logos put on them, perhaps via a lease that they contractually made with Nike. Right. This also goes back to, you remember, oh, fuck, what was it? Majestic. Majestic jerseys. You remember that brand, Mm -hmm. Majestic? That is where these are made, at the former Majestic warehouse. Well, they're even worse. They are making these jerseys, Fanatics. And Fanatics has, like you said, pretty much made it to where it's almost impossible for us as a fan to buy real-ish, you know, I mean, what is supposed to be authentic replica jerseys and uh, that's, without going through them. And that's the thing that, like, you could give, you know, whatever they're selling right now <clears throat> as, like, the $200 version, I would spend 50 on it, you know what I mean? It's just the fact that this is supposed to be, like, the highest quality version, and you've got a uh, iron-on, uh, but fake looking like it's sewn-on patches. Yes, yes. If I'm spending $300, which is what these, like, the highest-end one is going to cost me, basically 400 after tax, it's crazy that they're going to potentially have these issues. Because, yeah, I can currently go to other websites that are based in some other places where these same exact jerseys are being made, and they'll sell it to me at a much smaller price with less shipping cost. Probably just takes about 30 days to get to you. Uh, it doesn't take any longer than Fanatics takes to get to you. That is fair sometimes, yeah. Well, I I, I had a little luck with them the first time. In my experience, it has has not. (laughs) Um, Some other things I wanted to mention. Nike uh, and Manfred, or Nike, Nike, at some point in this, swears these improvements that they are making, quote, doing the bunny ears quotes this whole time, are to improve mobility, moisture management, and, of course, fit. Um, like I said about the manufacturing issue, only players who have come out and supported these, guess who they signed with? For the listeners, that would be the, the big... switch. Yep. There has been, however, one Nike person to come out. Mr. Dansby Swanson. Mr. Dansby Swanson allegedly has reached out to Nike about this issue, which, of course... I'm also going to put into the hypothetical quotations of did this happen or not. Um, unfortunately, it's going to happen. I get how the business works. We've talked about it. I do want to take some time to really laugh and get a hold of like how hilarious this is because I saw Justin Verlander's Jersey and cried laughing. Cause it's not even that they messed up the centering is that now because of this lettering, the spacing Verlander takes up basically the whole way of the Jersey. Well, of course, that was then outdone today, but none other than the Texas Ranger, who I have no fucking clue who this person is. Can you explain to me, Patrick, who this man that went viral today on Twitter was? Our player that has the Oh, you're talking about the one that Evan Grant tweeted? Uh, Yeah, one second. Yeah, Evan Grant's tweet. That one's big, bro. That's actually like... That's actually like... Not a name of as... As familiar yeah, with one second. He's wearing about, 94, so about to pull it up. Oh, 94? That yeah, that's usually a bad That's sign. usually not a <laughs> you're not making a team not in the spring, roster. yeah. <laughs> uh oh my god. I'm gonna have to type it in. Yeah, so either Bursick, way, there Bursick is a Harrington. Bursick hyphen Harrington. Which is a pretty long name. Yeah, it's two. Uh, it's two. It's two long last names hyphenated together. It's unnecessary. If I'm being totally honest it, with you, but what are you gonna do? 
Yeah. NBA fans might be aware of a similar situation that happened one time. The Oklahoma City Thunder tried to get cute. The Nike tried to get cute with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Gilgis-Alexander's quite long. Um, and it basically did like a little – it was like a the jersey ended up looking like um, a horseshoe going – because there's yeah. numbers too, right? It was just like a little horseshoe going around it. And then I this think poor I, guy's wearing that big ass. I think I sent you all that uh... – the fake Isaiah Kiner Falefa one where they just wrote Kiner Falefa in a complete circle. <laughs> oh my god. Uh that one was fake, oh, but but it easily could have yeah, been real. I appreciate it. But I remember like Jared Saltal Machia had a really long last name that they were able to fit oh, on there man, pretty that's well. Yeah, no, that's the thing is it's amazing how they and then so they've also had the logo. The MLB logo for some reason has just sunken from the neckline that it was mm-hmm. kind of perfect on to below the neckline. Yeah. On the back. That's just sort of mind blowing. Um, but either way, if you're shameless like me, Rangers gold jerseys go on sale March 11th, folks. Boom. Yeah. I caught him in a man. But I'm infallible. I, I've been waiting forever for a gold jersey. I can't not. But are they even actually gold jerseys now, or are they just like the white jerseys with like gold trim somewhere on it? Unfortunately, they are white jerseys with gold trim. From what it, from the leaks that we we have available online, yeah. it appears that they're white with gold trim. Anyways, it's all good. But the the jerseys I'll are terrible. I'd like to see something change. Otherwise, I'm going to keep buying them from China at a at a much better rate. Um, there's not really any made in the USA options, anyways. So, yeah. I just got burned on that in college. Like, it's a good idea. You get a lot of good winners, but then one time I get like a fucking neon orange Texas. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm not, if I'm never spending more than forty bucks on one, then how mad can I be if one comes out poor? I, I t- I've got a Magic Johnson fake that is so good that like only like I had a bartender in uh, in one time tell me that like it was like he was like I know that's fake because no one would wear that into a in public. Because the the real one costs that much. It's like the purple one. Yeah, and I've never it's wanted. Nice. I've never. Yeah, I've never wanted the nicest. I just want it to look, you know, reasonably close to what they're wearing. You know what I mean? I just was obsessed with that purple gold, uh, that purple magic jersey as a kid, and that was always in the Grail. And then I grew up and understood that like it is the, everyone's Grail. Yeah, <laughs> just like thing. just so like then, trying to I, find a <laughs> an actual starter jacket. Now you got to go on eBay and spend five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But anyways, um, <laughs> we'll move on to the last little bit I was going to have. Um, Rob Manfred, commissioner of the MLB, uh, the guy who called the trophy just a piece of metal when people were upset that he did nothing about the Astros scandal. Um, and in his defense, he was probably looking at it like they did with steroids, like, guys, let's just not open this can of worms. Let's all just move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you could be mad and yell at him, and he's he's not. I don't know. He's he's okay. There have been better and worse commissioners. He I'm also sure. gets credit for the for the pitch clock, though. Yeah, That's he's done he's done a lot in the last in the last two years to change the game, um, just the way it's played on the field and what that means for uh, the the amount that even you know you guys are watching probably has gone up quite a bit in the last year, which you know for us coincides with the Rangers being pretty good, but. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that the games, <laughs> the games are quicker too. Uh, oh, and I agree actually. And I was talking to my mom about that, and she hadn't watched baseball for, for fucking ever. And I knew the Rangers being good would maybe bring her back a little bit. And obviously, things escalated quite a bit last year, as we're well aware. 
but like um, I, I she was kind of talking about it with me and I was like did you not notice that the shit was faster she was like no but I really enjoyed watching I was like yeah like because you weren't waiting forever for the damn thing to happen <laughs> I think I heard from a uh, Jared Sandler was on a podcast and he was talking about uh the only like negative that he's really heard from fans in the stands or that you know it's you're gonna miss more of the game if you have to go do anything um but that's more of yeah, on, that's more that. of on the team of figuring out ways to to expedite that or to give you options to watch not, it while you're in the not line. Not at the food court we got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which with speaking, that water burger opening yeah, up, they're gonna miss so much which, stuff now. Is, now we're gonna have yeah, a water bro, burger on top of our. We got a pluckers in there, right? I think something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah we got yeah, the we got golden chick. Concessions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we got golden chick. We got a uh, water burger. We got uh, pluckers. Jesus. Um, but I think yeah, it's great for the overall product. He's done some good stuff. Um, so, you know, but he said, a he said an exit date of 2029 and I haven't looked really into that's pretty what, quick, isn't it? Uh, then, five years from been, now. No, he hasn't been doing it a long time. He's not, he's not going to be sitting on it for life, which I like, I like keeping it fresh. Yeah. I do uh, especially cause you know, the commissioner is not much more than a mouthpiece really for, for a lot of things. And the um, guy that came before him had a lot of animosity. For well, Seelig's, Seelig's whole, whole bit was weird, you know, and this, we could spend more time on it, but the way he even got in as an owner who was put in by the owners after they forced the former commissioner out with a vote of no confidence, it's, it's yeah, it's something I'm yeah. surprised Jerry hasn't done, but I think he realizes it's better business to not do it. <laughs> but Seelig owned, yeah, but owned the Brewers. Seelig owned the Brewers, yeah. and he needed some other way <laughs> to make I, I think that I think that Jerry certainly would have considered it had someone else not screwed it up before he got to that. If he hadn't have, uh, if he hadn't have within five years created the most marketable sports franchise in the world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, uh, but that uh, I don't know what that means for the for the game. Who they who they're looking at? Who might be coming in next? My guess is they're going to be looking for someone who can uh, figure out how to market players because um, that's kind of what they're missing at this point compared to mm -hmm. the NBA, the NFL. You know who's Otani, we all know who he is, but you're not like I'm gonna go watch Otani do stuff besides play baseball. I don't know. He's he's. It's fine. a difficult job. I mean, look at your title winner, right? With let's take the Rangers hats off. Obviously, I'm not wearing an actual Rangers hat right now, but let's take that off and let's say, how do you pitch Corey Seager to? Corey doesn't want that shit. Marcus <laughs> Simeon yeah, doesn't want that shit. Just like uh, Adol Adolis Garcia isn't like he's similar. fun, but he, he doesn't speak English, so it's kind of. Difficult. <laughs> or he doesn't speak as, as well as the fluent English. So then it's like, it just doesn't lend these athletes. So they have to be creative. You know what I mean? They have to figure out ways to get these guys influent, like into the culture a little bit, because frankly, it's Mike Trout's. I think it's, it's more of a, just a baseball never did that in the way it never had to, in the way that the NBA and the NFL had to, to get going to really get their players out. Like yeah. baseball, baseball is just no, I mean, before before TV. Baseball was already there, uh, and so yeah. they just they haven't caught up. And hockey is kind of similar, but hockey's whole culture is team, 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 team more than any other sport really is. I feel like, especially at the pro level, uh, you'll get a couple guys who are a little bit more wild cards. But I would say there's definitely more athletes in baseball, uh, basketball, and football that care more about their money than actually doing what's best for the team where hockey is an insane 
insane for the team culture that I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around. It's a it's a weird brand of tribalism, blind tribalism. I think it lends itself to it with all the with all the platoons things that you have to do with and the yeah, team. The like, rolling, you're rolling four lines, you know, no one's even though you have guys who are out there a little bit longer, it's not like an NBA starter versus a twelfth man who's barely playing, you know. It's it is yeah. a full team yeah. effort. It really requires everyone, blah, blah, blah. Or the the backup quarterback praying his dude doesn't yeah, and, yeah his, <laughs> best, his best friend doesn't get hurt <laughs> yeah i wonder what how that dynamics changed as football rosters have gone from like 12 men total to like 95 but <laughs> yeah that's fair but anyways uh with that uh i'll go ahead and pass this rock on to cover another potential retirement announcement yeah and i probably wouldn't Brought this up if you didn't want to, but I was happy to do it because it is something that we'll need to consider. I've kind of, I kind of know where I'm at, and I feel good about it. We're talking about the man over my shoulder, LeBron James. LeBron, uh, James. LeBron James. LeBron James. So LeBron uh, basically was asked the question: Is you know you wouldn't be surprised to hear uh, at All Star Weekend about how he would want to retire. Essentially, I think was the way it was asked, and he essentially just did. I think. Or even said Timmy, right? He used Someone, Timmy as the. Would you call it Timmy, or would you? Yeah, would you? Would you do a Tim Duncan? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's how it was. Yeah, I think that's exactly how the question was asked, and LeBron essentially gave no answer. <laughs> it was essentially a non-answer about how he doesn't want to do it. And if I remember correctly, the funniest part was, I'm not good with accepting um, praise. praise. Yeah, it never, it never feels right. So that was awesome. I, I love LeBron's quotes. We've been getting a lot of Doc Rivers quotes lately, and I love those two for different Dude, reasons. This was never the ultimate. This the... is the ultimate. Like LeBron, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll give you, so, I'll give you the decision. Cause you were a little bit younger. You had people telling you that this was a good idea, but these answers saying this is just who you've is. never been. You've never been the face of anything. <laughs> what does that? Even, what does that even mean? <laughs> he. he You've got the word chosen he one is, tattooed on your back. <laughs> he is a hilarious man. I, I, I can't I love I'm him. telling and you. And the problem he, is I like him a lot. And then he does this kind of it's like it's like a way subdued. Only, it's, it's like a way subdued Kanye West. Like it's obviously not near the extent of crazy, but some yeah. of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, you're just like, what the hell? What are you talking about? He's very political. He's very, very political when he when he talks about this stuff. Like it's always it's like it's, it's stringer it's like of, stringer bell. It's a wannabe. It's <laughs> Yeah. I there is some level to it. I think he's a smart dude, but yes, I think some of it is some of it he thinks he's slicker than he actually is. I completely agree on that. But and some I, of and it then is also meaningful. sometimes but even sometimes like you get the you get that he knows that he's not. Like sometimes you can feel that too. You know what I mean? Like he's corny. Like yeah. he's being a little corny on purpose. You know, it's always weird. Yeah. And that's how he get he maintains the illusion because he's always sort of doing this kind of behavior, right? Like there's never, always some sort of this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a definition of You never know when there's a tweet, Jen. Like, you know, you never know when this guy's gonna come at you with the with the with the positive tweet about the franchise or the negative one about the franchise. You never know. Why didn't you ask me about Jerry Jones? <laughs> he, he'll say some slick you know yeah so like so like my opinion i think lebron retires after 25 years i think after 25 seasons that will that will be what he'll want to i think 
I know that seems like an arbitrary. What is this? Twenty two right now. At this point, he would be in the middle of twenty one. I think. Right. No, right yeah, yeah, I came to the league in two thousand three, so we are in year twenty one. Yeah. So we're in the middle of year twenty one. I would. I would think he he could do the, the what that would be four years. He would still need to play. Yes. That might get him a chance to play with both of his sons, right? That's the other part. Is I think that would give him a chance to play both his sons. And I don't exactly think that he's going to mind aging to some extent. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I think there is some there's been some rumors that that people are putting out there that he's not that he's openly not chasing five. Um, but obviously, that's not true. You know, he's going to chase every title. That I mean, to an, ex- to an extent, five, you know. You know. He's not yeah, going to He's happy if it doesn't happen is essentially He's how not going to up and move I, to Indiana on the off chance that the Pacers might right. be about to win. <laughs> essentially that's what I took from it. I took from it whether they do anything with it or not, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are very likely married together and he's very likely going to hold them hostage until he decides to retire a la Brett Favre. And that's just the way I read it and I think my personal opinion, it will be after 25 seasons. I think he'll probably start farving uh, around 22, 20. So next year, maybe at the end, he'll farve and then he'll come back. And then it'll probably always be for Lakers. I bet even the last season, I'm going to go this. I'm going to say even the last season, he might even play just a half a season. He might just say, fuck it, and come back after uh, Christmas and just play one little bit more and then be actually. With Cleveland? It, because maybe the Lakers are. Huh? No, I think it, I think he'll probably only play for the Lakers uh, if I'm betting. If it's, uh, I, I, wonder, I wonder he, if it's his last season. And he's like, if it's his last season and Lakers are out of it, if he's just like, just move me to Cleveland, see what they'll give you. <laughs> well, so the well, I wouldn't think it would be that. I think that probably not need to go that far because he probably will control his own fate every time. You know what I mean? Like. He's probably going to basically be holding the Lakers exactly hostage. But he, well, I'm just saying, like January, January of whatever salary. his last season is, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, I now I think that Bronny and uh, Bronny at least does not seem like a talent that people covet to a crazy extent, which means someone will have to be stupid desperate to go ahead of the Lakers to draft him, whether that be in the first or second round. We'll see. What about Bryce? Second round, if I was betting. Bryce is still two, three years away, right, from even being eligible, even though he might be the number one overall pick by the time he's there. I don't know. He's a very interesting prospect, but um, we do know I mean, enough I, about Bronny. You have that talent is what I'm asking. Just, yeah. Just... Yeah, well, I mean, it's too hard to tell. Uh, it's I don't like to – I don't care whose kids they are or who's, who they are. I don't really give a shit about a basketball player until they're, like, 18 probably. And even then, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of like, eh, let's – Goes, you know, because there's just, it's just there's a lot of dudes. It's a finite resource. You got guys that will be the number one overall player in a class, and then they'll fuck off, or they'll get in trouble, or they'll just not, you know, they'll find out they don't care, or whatever it is. So, um, in that world, I don't typically way too heavy, but that's my opinion on it. Is he says he's going to just make a decision, some leading people to think that he'll maybe Tim Duncan, but I think it's probably fair if you're if you think he'll do the the world tour. Um, certainly a lot of history there to back up that theory. If you think that that's it, um, but either way, however, it's just it gets too done, much money in him. I, not 
there's too much money in him. To yeah, do I would agree with that too. I would agree with that too. Um, uh, either way, if he Timmy D's or if he Kobe B's, I think uh, he's going to do far first. I think it's going to be a far he situation should, first. He should Elton John just retire tour every year. Ooh, that's actually what I was going to say. So this is going to be a combo. He's going to he's going to um, Timmy D into a Brett Favre and then hit a Kobe Bryant to finish it up. That's how it's going down. All right. I like that for him. But yeah, so that's where it is. Um, there was some other news that we wanted to talk about um, here. Uh, the All-Star Weekend happened. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but a lot of people did, despite a lot of negative opinions. <laughs> so that's what we've gathered you here today to discuss is All-Star Games, this one. And then at the end, I wanted to tie it up by talking about all the All-Star Games in general. Not necessarily in depth, but just sort of as all. Okay. Um, so the first part of the weekend starts with the celebrity game. Not much notable here to talk in depth on, but I should go ahead and take my uh, ability to, because at this Where's point, your, it's all yeah. I got. You know, might as well. Thank you. Where's your Stephen A. Smith voodoo okay. doll? Yeah. That was some nasty work from Michael Parsons, man, going that hard for the celebrity game. Hey, 37 and 16, I'm impressed. You know what it reminded me of? And this is a throwback, and I'm sorry that I'm shouting out Texas A&M Athletics, but they just got a funny thing happened to them. Thank you, Johnny Manziel, for snitching, uh, dry snitching all these years later. Go look that up if y'all haven't. Put it in the comments so that we get that Shannon Sharp uh, traction uh, on YouTube. Um, but um, either way, uh, Texas A&M's uh, women's team won a national title about a decade ago. And they had a girl who wasn't very tall. She was just stout. And she did. She was dominant the same way that Micah is, where he was just low balling people, bully balling, scoop shot, bully balling, scoop shot, bully balling. Nobody just fucking, you know what I mean, just bouncing uh, people out of the paint. So that was fun. Um, but anyway, the thing that I wanted to highlight, unless you had any celebrity game notes, Caesar, or no, no, I just, that was, I just wanted to say that was some nasty word to go that hard for the celebrity game. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved every second. Shameless. I'll take all I can get out of Micah. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, whatever, dude. It's, it's just follow the brand. Um, the LED court. This was our first experience to the LED court, gentlemen. Um, Patrick, you'll probably be excited about the memes that came out of the LED court um, once we get to the, well, we, we'll talk about that, the three-point contest later, but the LED court was green for the three-point contest, leaving people to make the memes of the Seinfeld thing where, I don't think, was the room green when Kramer opened the it was red. red? It's red from the Kenny Rogers red, chicken right. place. Yes, yes. So, so the gambler, um, they did the, the green pitcher. filter. They did the green filter um, and and got the Kramer what's going on there. Oh, the NBA All-Star. Yeah, you can, you can do it with any color. It, it, it works. <laughs> Um, so that was good. Um, it was kind of fun to watch. It was interesting. Like Ruffles had this like three point line or four point line that would extend when they were on a certain side of the court. So they knew that they can shoot from a four point line, which was basically just anywhere past three point deep three point range. Um, what else? They um, had like little on like they had like little flames that were following. The yeah, guys I saw some of dunking. that during the dunk contest, which that that's no like idea. that felt like the. Uh... The interactive floors at the mall that they have little kids run on. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was a little flawed. Which I mean, yes. essentially, that's what so this I liked is. It. But 
I liked it in a lot of ways. That was one of the ones where I was like, that's not great. I'm more excited then, to see what how they – I don't care about how they use it when they're doing stuff. I, would, I just want to see what kind of cool graphics that they could put out there, like, in between. And that's that's what I'm looking for. And so some of that really didn't get used that well. Some of it got used well, but unfortunately in the dunk contest, that was basically all that you were getting with the dunks. So we'll explain that in a second. But the last thing I wanted to talk about on the LED court thing is it just – an appearance for the actual all-star game and i don't know why i can speculate but i went and did some research and about two weeks ago people started writing uh, stories about this led court when it was announced and uh, in in those stories where they're you know profiling this german company and talking about you know this this new partnership that people are excited about they never once mentioned that it would be used for the all-star game in fact, they when they talk about it, they only ever for said the weekend the, for the weekend. Yeah, where they specifically listed every event except for the All Star Game. So, safety concerns, whatever the issue was, clearly something wasn't able to happen, and they had to use a regular court for the actual game. Because Adam Adam <laughs> Silver was convinced that the players were actually going to play. So, well, and oh boy, we're going to get to that camp. <laughs> Before, yes, before we get to I that, can't wait to get why were why were the warmups they were wearing? Why did they look like trustees? Uh, uh, I at believe a prison? that had to do with um, that. I, I like that because a lot of people are making oil mechanic jokes, and that's why is they were oh, dressed like any yeah, car. that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, yes, that was that was an interesting choice but it's funny because nicola and luca just instantly looked like 90 percent of the guys that yeah especially well, in dfw uh, yeah so <laughs> that was i think a lot of people enjoyed that um but yes we will get to the all-star game i just want to quickly talk about some of these other things rising stars challenge ends up being a really cool concept the execution's not awesome it's like a four-team tournament basically it was a four-team mini tournament. My biggest criticism, it should have been teams of just five players only. So then it wasn't, because it was only games to 20. Or four, it was four, the first game was 40 and the second game was 20. And so it was just sort of like, I like that concept. But there was, there was the G League players ended up beating Wimby, Wimby, uh, Wimby's team that was full of like the better players. So you could see like already we're off to a bad start with the with the effort. You know what I mean? From the, from the guys that we're kind of expecting. And, it, and it's sort of all sort of, gonna fall under the same umbrella so don't defend anybody don't get mad at just yet because let me explain once we get to the game um, but that was basically my criticism it was an interesting concept i like it moving forward but only five guys need to be on a team if you're doing this little mini tournament and since we're probably getting rid of the g league ignite anyway um let's just not do the g let's just take the 15 or 20 best young players in basketball and put them in this tournament um, but either way, I just wanted to give one little positive because they deserve that. All right. The skills challenge was probably the worst part of the weekend for me. Um, it was an absolute embarrassment. And I'm sad <laughs> that no one's talking about how embarrassing that is compared to all the other stuff, because it wasn't the fact that Scotty Barnes kept falling down or that Anthony Edwards decided to only shoot with his left hand, which means he missed. They got a DNP on that part of the tournament because they just, he just didn't make anything. He was hitting the side of the because he was intentionally only shooting with his left all weekend. Um, that was terrible, because if you remember, this is where they start with the ball. They usually dribble into a bounce pass. They dribble around cones. 
they'll dribble into another bounce pass. And the 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 hoops are usually about you know, whatever round, right? They're 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 about two or three sizes, maybe two times the size of the basketball at most. Now they're these giant ass circles, and every time they miss one, I'm just like embarrassed for the whole program because you these are like things I could teach a 12 year old to do. And they're having them compete at the highest level and calling it the skills challenge. Absolutely mind numbing. Absolutely blew my mind. Um, and the the Indiana team won. Uh, three three point contest was decent. Dame Lillard won. There was twenty six. Uh, uh, four guys tied with twenty six points, uh, which is cool. When Reggie Miller talked about how Larry Bird once won it with seventeen points, so big shock. Modern basketball, they yeah. shoot better. Um, the big moment I want to hear from you guys a little bit on. Steph and Sabrina had their little contest. Steph that was cool. Did, did win barely. Uh, he also did have the advantage of going second, which usually in in that uh, tournament is the right is the better option. M- most of the three point guys will tell you they want to go second. Um, so all of that was pretty interesting. She shot from the three line from the men's three point line. Used the women's ball. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. She really had a good shot at beating Steph. She put up a 26. He put up a 29. However, what came after it was Kenny the the Jet Smith doubling down, tripling down, especially in the last couple uh, few days, where he's basically talked about, you know, she should have shot from the women's line. And um, so naturally, he's taking his foot out of his mouth, but also not really bending on what he said, but it was still kind of a wild thing for him to do. Over the live feed, you can hear Reggie in real time actually trying to get him to walk it back and realize that he sounds kind of stupid and he just doesn't. And so, yeah, that was that was atrocious. Um, how did you guys feel about the first WNBA NBA three-point challenge? Uh, I thought it was cool, man. Like, legitimately... That was the one thing oh that God. I went out of my Caesar, way to go watch. Why are you so loud? What? I'm not even no- near my mic. For, <laughs> you came in, sorry, so you came in so hot. Oh. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. Okay, no, you're good. I was just making sure we were, we were going to be all right. Okay. Go ahead, continue. Uh, sorry. All right, all right. Back to it. So, yeah, this was the one, this was the one event that I actually went out of my way to watch because uh, – to be honest, with the whole All Star affair, it's it's gotten quite stale. Um, so this was like the fresh new thing, uh, and it was like, all right, let's let's see what she's all about, and to see her, yeah, compete like I'll uh, and like we saw from the men's line, and put up twenty six when, and then you look at the men's three point competition, you saw how many people put up twenty six. I'm like, yo, this girl's got it, she's got it, she's a real shooter, shooter shoot, as the as the phrase goes. And then hearing, I I, I was watching it kind of muted. So I wasn't, I didn't hear what Kenny said until afterwards. And I was like, dude, you sound so old and dumb right now. And uh, I was actually listening to the radio, uh, I think it was Monday morning uh, on 105.3 The Fan. Shocker that the guys on, on the morning show uh, didn't think it was that much of a, a problem. Uh, if you know that station and you know that mor- those morning hosts, uh, they don't think it was that big of an issue. Uh, they were like, oh, he probably just had it in his mind what he was going to say and then was just not flexible enough to change because he thought, you know, it wasn't going to – like they thought that it wasn't going to be a that close of a competition, right? And so mm-hmm. in their minds, they're probably thinking Kenny has this 
already like pre-notion that yes, yeah, Sabrina's not going to be able to make it from the men's three-point line, which he clearly doesn't know game that well. If that's what his assumption was, so uh, his comments aside, the event all in all, I loved it. Uh, we should do it again in a couple like next year or you know whenever Caitlin Clark comes up. Yeah, there will most likely be a rematch. You know, in the WNBA, whoever. Yeah, in the rematch next year, and then whenever Caitlin Clark hits it big in the WNBA, whoever the three-point king in the NBA is that year, have them go head-to-head and just make it a a yearly event and just keep it going. Maybe even introduce them to the women's uh, all-star if they have one uh, like that. Um, yeah, I honestly wouldn't even be mind uh, mind uh, integrating it to where there were to where it was both women and men shooters if we had enough participants. But um, some of the variables matter. But either way, Patrick, what did you uh, how did you feel about it? Any opinions? I got bored with the three point contest when I was like thirteen. I just don't know, man. It's just the same. I I don't know. I just don't care enough. There's nothing. It's impressive the volume they hit them at, and I think it's just an easy watch. Now it's that's yeah. the way I look at it. It's the easiest watch they have because the rest of it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how I'd like them to trick it up for me personally, but it's just not for me. So I've never really consumed it over the last two decades. Uh, the only reason I've even known that anything about this year is just because of that Kenny Smith stuff, which was just kind of it was more confusing than anything. I don't even know yeah, that. I don't even know that his points made sense. Like they, you could, no, mis- you could, was, you could, cons- was... you could construe them as being like misogynistic, and maybe that's what he was going it's for. But, stupid. but the logic just wasn't even really there. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> that's why it's crazy. He's doubling down because, like, dude, I'm not even calling you a misogynist about it. I'm calling you wrong. And of course, like, what did, the what internet, the internet ran that with the idea you. that he's only allowed to do that when he's not with Chuck and Shaq because they'll just immediately swat sure. him down with, <laughs> with rings, Ernie. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hear you. Um, my thing, my thing with Kenny was if it was an argument that you should have used a women's ball, had she used a men's ball, I could have had this conversation with you because that is fundamentally different, and that is why I understood that she chose to use the women's basketball because the hand size thing is just a genetic thing. Not every woman has this issue, but naturally, on average, you're gonna have larger hands. So, the, even the largest woman's hand for basketball, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just better for her to use that. However, it makes zero sense in the modern basketball era to think any player above a D1 level especially college level can't shoot from that far away like the like the physical mechanics of doing so are very not that difficult like that's what jump shooting is especially for division one athletes like even if they can't hit the damn shot most of the time they can get that ball to the rim you know what i mean like we're not talking about anything that is even remotely like I get the NBA range is pretty far and a lot of college people struggle with it in game. A lot of regular folks couldn't do it. Even if they went to their local LA fitness and were one of the better three point shooters there, but that's live in game. Usually you're talking about an empty court. <laughs> I watched Luca fucking just toss up a, a little spinning ball, a billion feet into the air and nail a shot from half court, dude. Like these guys and gals have done this a lot. Like this is what they spend most of their time doing. 
So that was just a crazy. Yeah, Kenny window. Smith. Kenny Smith spent a lot of time dribbling and rebounding, uh, not not shooting at half court <laughs> as a twelve year old. <laughs> no, and that's you know the fun part is is that is part of it is Kenny Smith does come from that grinder ass New York point guard thing, and so. Uh, it's actually funny because Kenny's one of the only good shooting point guards. From, Kenny's like, uh, where's the find the open man challenge? <laughs> yes. So it was funny. I'm not giving Kenny too much much shit. I'm just giving him shit mostly because this man has doubled down for no apparent reason. That's just the crazy part to me. But dunk contest. It's, let's it's talk also about funny it. they've they've had uh, in the NHL All Star game, they've had plenty of skills contests, including the the female players, and maybe that sport lends itself a little bit more to it. I'm not sure, but it seems like you well, could very I, easily, unless you're doing, you know, you're not telling them like post up. You're not, yeah, you're not telling Brittany Griner to post up Dwight Howard or something. But so I'm kind of putting uh, some of these things uh, to the side. But you mentioned it, so I will. The the skills challenge used to be either two current players and a WNBA star that coincides with the city in some way, or it was the WNBA player, a current player, and a recently retired player. And I've always yes. thought that formula was so cool. This year they did number one picks, didn't work. They did an Indiana team. Okay, that's fine. You had to. And then I forgot what the other team was. It was that insignificant. Oh, it was all-stars. It was just all-stars, and it, was, it wasn't it was even the big all-stars. It was two guys who got put in the all-stars replacements, Trey Young and uh, Scotty Barnes, and then Tyrese Maxey, who is in his first all-star appearance. So basically, it was the all-stars were like, yeah, you guys are doing that because you're the newbies, or you're the, you know, the, the that's how the totem pole works. But either way, let's go to the dunk contest. It wasn't awesome. I do want to start by saying shout-out to Mac McClung. He went back to back. He joined Zach Levine, Nate Robinson, Jason Richardson, and Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the only players to do so. That's pretty cool for Mac. I also want to say thank you to Mac McClung for being original and creative in all your dunks. It, you can't help the fact that you're not really a big name and that that hurts your ability to make this a more marketable thing that you're successful at. But it's the best you can do. It's helping your journey. I'm proud of him. Just want to get that out of the way. That being said, oh boy, it might be time to go ahead and reimagine this thing in a very radical way as soon as next year. Because I think the dunk contest can live. And I think someone has already proposed an amazing concept that I think they can get past because they have that much power. I will get to that in a second, though. Let's talk about Jalen Brown. This man almost won a dunk contest with, an, with some terrible dunks. Terrible. With all due respect, the first two were, were awesome. There was, a, there was a Dominique Wilkins tribute because he's from Atlanta. Then he did a tribute to Terrence Clark, who was a lottery, an NBA lottery pick who tragically died his, uh, his year in college uh, before he got to the draft. He was a Boston kid. Jalen was uh, probably working with him a lot in his spare time or in off seasons a lot of times to talk process around with the pros uh, if they've got good connections. Um, so he knew him. He made a tribute to Terrence Clark. Beautiful. No problems there. Was amazed by the decision to sit down. I don't know if you guys know Kai. It's Kai Sinat. Is that what? Yeah, Kai Sinat, the Twitch streamer. So Kai is very popular in the space that we kind of share, talking sports and, and basketball in particular. Um, so, you know, we're not shitting on him, but he isn't the tallest guy in the world. 
And yes, they chose to sit him in a chair. Yeah, and they chose to sit him in a chair. And even worse, the first attempt was so bad that we now have one of the videos in all-star history to go with it. I don't know if you guys saw the first attempt where Jason Tatum throws a ball in the air and then Jalen just sort of sadly falls without the ball. And it's just... Uh, I am... Um... I originally thought Jason Tatum was Drake in that clip. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Probably who he's modeling himself after a little bit, so you're not wrong for thinking that. Um, either way, man, I was stunned. I was stunned at the judges for rewarding the behavior. Um, it was bad. The judges it was so it, bad, man. It, it was incredible. The, they did not give a shit. Oh, I, I forgot. He also dunked with his left and it, using a magic or using a, a Michael Jackson sparkly glove as an ode to all the people on Twitter that say he can't dribble with his left hand. It was cringe, actually. That's how bad the NBA dunk contest was. It was cringe. It was very cringe. And um, now we're stuck. Um, before we have, if you guys want to throw any suggestions out, I'll, I'll pitch you the one. The two. The Sorry, two I'm watching there. the highlights of it right now because I really didn't see any of it. Matthew Good. McClung and, looks like he should be teaching geometry, maybe. Well, he might one day. But for now, he's a solid G League player who probably will never try a chance in the, in the pros but or in the big leagues. But he's uh, he's kind of close. I mean, he's one of the top G League players. Like, he won year in and year G League out. Rookie of the Year. No, he really is one of the whatever. best G League players. <laughs> whatever that's worth. He, well, you're a small dude, like he, but he's not going overseas. Anyway, I, I what is this Kenyon Martin Jr. bit? Or he's got this ball coming out of a glass case. <laughs> yeah, it's there's. Wait, what year are you on? 2023. Oh, that's why I'm on last year. So. <laughs> like, wait a um. Anyway, um. Yeah, Mac McClung won last year. You got to be careful on that. Either way. Uh, Anthony Edwards was asked about why he didn't want to participate in the dunk contest. He's actually one of the best young players to ask. He said, because I can dunk with power. I don't got no tricks. Y'all want to see that. Fair. Dwight Howard won without even dunking. He threw yeah. a ball. He threw a ball into the net. I mean, we were getting, yeah. we were so down bad. People were talking about the Blake Griffin Kia hood dunk. Like it was the greatest thing of all time. And that is not how history remembers that, that pissed me off so much. <laughs> is, I was like, he so jumped over the not, part of the car. I can jump over. <laughs> I, I still, to this day, ride for JaVale McGee. I feel so scorned for JaVale McGee that year. Cause Kia totally bought Blake yeah. dunk contest. I don't care. Who blew who tells me anything? Who blew the uh, candle off the out on like a cupcake that was like on the rim or whatever? Was Maybe it, was on the top, green? it might have been on the top of the Gerald backboard. Green. I think it was Dread Green. That was one of my favorite things. Like, I liked that, that one. That was a the lot. green one. That <laughs> was one that didn't win either, but that was one that I think and in, 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 it was remembered better in history than it was at the moment. Um but yeah, so Chad Holmgren had a funny thing to say. He said, what if all the top four verticals in the NBA just had to compete every year? To which we got an amazing joke on Twitter where you get the uh, holes. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> Relating to Gerald Green's entire career. Speaking of Gerald Green, so that's perfect there. Because oh, it would have been. It would have been too damn bad because Gerald Green would have been there every damn year until he retired. It's funny to Even think about like a, there's like a four foot ten guy who's got the best vertical, but he still can't dunk because he's just too short. <laughs> Even with the best vertical. 
I didn't even think about that. Let him have the trampoline. <laughs> but believe it now, or not, we could get a mascot dunk contest. You. I'd Honest, be in- you know what's funny? Anthony Davis said his favorite part of All Star Weekend was watching the other teams' players dunk or uh, mascots and trampoline people dunk. So yeah, it was tough. Don't worry, we'll we'll highlight all that. I just want to finish. Stephen A. Smith, of all people, might have solved the contest, but he's going to need the NBA. He's going to need the All-Stars to actually help him. Here's what he's proposing. And this is a really smart idea if you think about the marketing. You sell more product. ESPN could pick this product up. If you win the dunk contest, you get to punch Stephen A. Smith in the face. But don't hate that. Here's, Here's what he suggested. A national competition for the top 10 dunkers in the country. And then each good dunker would be sponsored by an NBA all-star and compete on their behalf, essentially, in the actual dunk contest. Bringing basketball back to its roots of streetball, in America at least, while providing a real entertainment product because our guys just aren't good at it. For lots of reasons, it's just not happening. We need to all accept that our guys don't want to do it. They're not even good at it, even if they're great at it, like Anthony Edwards. So, like, let's just not – and I don't want Anthony Edwards to spend his time working on dunks. I want him to be Michael Jordan 2.0. You know what I mean? And even, I know Michael in the dunk contest, but I want him to – dude, he, don't give me that look. Anthony Edwards is a very fantastic basketball player. I know that's high praise, but that kid is a fucking superstar. I love him so much. Him telling me he doesn't want to do a dunk contest even just made it better. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even – like, me don't want – these dudes in that contest, I'd rather see a bunch of dudes who go to the fucking Rucker Park and go have a, you know, and just yam on people. And that all their day, they're just plotting up these ways um, to to do these fantastical dunks, to do all these innovative things, because that's what the contest needs. So bring how do you guys feel about... Bring in the Globetrotters. Bring in the Globetrotters. Well, I think the, the Globetrotters are a good idea for the All-Star game. I think, they'll, I think they should choreograph the All-Star game, if I'm being honest, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just say I completely agree, and I thought that we should have had this a long time ago. Honestly, I think I mentioned it, like, in passing one time, uh, that we should get street ball uh, players who have these dunk highlights on YouTube, on just anywhere, Twitter, any platform they could put their highlights on. Yeah, I need to see a guy Get dribbling. them in there. They're so much more entertaining. You see a guy dribbling the ball with his knees. Like and the professor. And you're talking about summer content, right? You could do this American Idol-like thing in the summer and, you know, put it on ESPN Plus or wherever the fuck, whoever's partnership and you want to give it to. Actually, now that you mentioned this, there was a TV program where they were crowning the Dunking. They had, speaking of of which, Kenny said. Right, they did have that. It was Yes. Yeah. You could just re, you could bring that back to life, but instead, like, the top performers on that get to be on the all-star game yes or, and- i would agree i forgot about that that's perfect yes anything i think it's time to take it out of the pros hands is a long story short is it's not out of disrespect to the pros and i would even extend it to say it's not even to say a pro can't enter themselves in the contest in the future but let's move towards a model that doesn't rely on them so heavily because it's going to continue to let you down and we're going to be desperate for g league guys that can dunk and kind of put on a good show and again I say that with all due respect to Mac McClung because he's done an excellent job of, of really taking these last two dunk contests and overshadowing the complete failures they are. 
So that's that's where I feel on that. Um, if you guys know anything else on that particular aspect, let's get to the fucking big dance. And no, we're not breaking down any highlights. We're not breaking down any strategy. We're not breaking down box scores, except for one particular box score number that was important. <laughs> um, first of all, they gave out all-star rings in the same Adam Silver said that they're going to try harder. They decided to introduce all-star rings. If that's that was what he thought was going to incentivize them, then Adam, you deserve everything you got. Um, 211 points. 211 points uh, scored with the East, uh, shooting 42 for 97 from three. Yeah, 42 of 97 <laughs> shots from the East of the three-point shots. Nasty. Um, before I say a bunch of negative stuff, I will say I like the cheekiness that we saw from guys like Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns or Luca and uh, Nicola, where they were playing hot potato with it, you know, goofing around. I love the alley-oops and stuff. I'm fine with it. I do sort of want them to to figure out a way to eliminate the three-point shot from this game um, because, holy crap, did these guys spam the three-point option to save their bodies? Probably the worst way ever. Um, all of that led up to Adam Silver very disappointedly handing the trophy to the East and giving the, well, you scored 211 points, and that's more than the other team. Um, so that was a yes. beautiful way for him he, to phrase that. Adam had pie in his face at the end of the day. Um, and then even more fun, because this is how the NBA works, the next day the players leaked a story to the Athletic that they weren't being paid for the game and that that's, you know, maybe, may, I don't know, maybe – they could, uh, that was kind of part of the problem. I don't know, baby. They're just throwing it out there. I don't know. You guys think that they're just throwing it out there? They don't. So, <laughs> yes, they don't, the guys they don't technically not... get paid for playoff games either, though, do they? Don't you get they like, they do have some you get, playoff you get bonuses, like, I think. Yeah, but, yes, but I hear what, you. what I've learned about the playoff bonuses, and this is another interesting point. I can't remember if I told you all about this, a little offshoot here. Uh, what Jared Sandler talked about how the Rangers did it. And I think it, the way he was talking about it, it sounds like a lot of teams and a lot of sports do it this way. Cause that money goes to all the players and staffers, like trainers, uh, you know, whatever roles that actually are involved with the team itself. Mm. Um, and so the players, some veterans get together and they decide how much everyone on the list gets. And so a lot of them forego taking any so that, you know, a trainer who makes 70,000 a year, uh, all of a sudden gets a $500,000 bonus at the end of the year. Um, Fair. So I don't know if the NBA works exactly that way. Obviously, they've got way smaller rosters, um, way smaller staff sizes and stuff, and I don't know how, how their playoff shares work. But but don't they? I, do some of them have stuff in their contracts for all-star bonuses? So the all-star is, is the part of what gets them through another echelon into the Supermax thing. But no, it doesn't directly pay them. And so what I'm saying is, is yes, while I hear the argument for these guys are already pans, uh, paid handsomely enough, I, I understand that. I respect that. But at the same time, they are agents. This is the only time they can use their body for profit. They will, if they have one single game that they're not getting paid for, and you know what I mean, especially this one where they need extra incentive for them not to be getting paid a direct game check for this is a part of the problem. And I'm not even going to be that mad at the NBA for not doing it. 
it's just needs to be acknowledged as an issue and they just need to pay these dudes a game check because it, I don't, I'm not saying that's going to turn it into the most competitive game you've ever seen, but I promise you it will be the right start. <laughs> it will that's be right. the way that you need to move forward. Um, and you, also there's just no incentive to even try. Like what is their incentive to try hard? Like they don't care if they don't, if they don't put on a good show. Like it's an all-star game. It's an exhibition game. There's yeah. really no like nobody tries hard in exhibition games. And then when we saw the MLB try to make that make it mean something, uh, we saw the disastrous consequences of that. Uh, yes, you never yeah. want that. You never want to go that far. Um, Can we just close. replace it with like a an, a fifteen man one on one tournament? So that was one of the things suggested, um, but most people say that that will never happen because uh, RNBA stars are, are too afraid of being uh, destroyed yeah. on social media. Uh, which, you know, I wish I could say, um, I wish I could argue against that, but you know, I think that's pretty damn accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. All right. So, uh, there's a reason uh, why these guys don't want to do the dunk contest to some extent. I do still think that people don't realize how little there is left to really uncover with that. And that's, that's where Anthony Edwards, like has gone 20 years ago. Yeah. I think that's where Anthony Edwards was kind of right where it's like, yeah, you know, you make a good point. Like, I don't want you practicing this shit. And then like, you, you know, you kind of do need to be spending a lot of time on this because it, there's been so many dunks now. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, unless Wemby decides to do it, in which case you'll see the first person ever dunk from, uh, from a logo. Oh, well, if you don't <laughs> think they're going to have Wemby in it next year, you're fucking tripping. That's their next band aid. Surprised they didn't um, do it this year, but oh no, they because they already have them doing too much. Um, here's two quotes that I thought were important. Anthony Edwards has already been mentioned a billion times, so let's do it again. It's a break. I don't think nobody wants to come here and compete. That's pretty straightforward. And then Luca, I thought actually had the most damning, and this was the one where I really thought that maybe you could conspiracy put the conspiracy hat on and think that they're trying to. Um, that they're trying to leverage getting paid because Lucas said, I just follow the lead essentially. There was a lot more to it, but it was just, I follow the lead. Um, so yes, paying is a good start. There's also a ton of events that these it's, guys have to sorry, do. I, just, sponsor events. I did want to respond to that Luke quote real quick. Uh, he, I, I would feel like what he's saying there is that if all of a sudden I went out there and tried my hardest, I'm just a fucking dickhead. Not necessarily that anyone was like, we're not going to try because we're not getting paid. Like, no, not that they necessarily sent out that message more. Just like you get there no one's trying. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be the one who is, you no, probably, right. you know what they're, you know why they're not trying, but no one's out there necessarily like writing it down. No, you, you are right. There is certainly no person on the rosters that has anything to do with forcing player empowerment issues via guerrilla tactics at all in NBA history. There's zero of those guys at all. <laughs> so either way, you don't have to believe it. you do. Um, a great joke on Twitter was that we should leak the losing team's DMs. I think that was a great joke and not a bad <laughs> idea. Um, but that would make a much bigger problem for the NBA. So we're not going to do that. Great joke, though, Dan Klein. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting USA versus world game. I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, and I think that was sort of the question that got passed around was there wasn't quite enough to do it. Uh, the, the numbers are still a little off in terms of all-star. Um, but I do like that idea in theory. I think put that one in the back pocket for maybe like five, What's, 10 years from now. 
Wasn't there something similar to that with uh, the non-All-Stars during the All-Star yes. weekend? Yes. Well, when we first started having the influx of, of international prospects in the mid-2010s, they introduced a, a, a U.S. versus world version of the Rising Stars game, which was fine, but yeah. it still didn't inspire people to play because they're all young guys trying to prove themselves. I think if you put together uh, and paid them, remember, paying is first in B.A., if you do that and then you put together a U.S. versus uh, international team, I think you could actually get a little more extra motivation, even if it's not just for one season. Um, you would just be able to squeak that out. So we're, we've gone a long time on this. I'll finish on the athletic poll that I thought was interesting about all the All-Star weekends. The MLB got the number, got the most love despite the fact that it has the worst rating or had the worst dip in ratings of all these all-stars. So it's got the, the it's got the richest history and it's got the home run derby, which is the right. ultimate skills contest that doesn't. Yes. Yeah. That still kind of works even though it's the fun. format sucks right now, but yeah, there's a little though. Honestly, the funny thing is, is I wish dudes were getting past the ball um, by somebody that they trusted like baseball throws pitches, but then everyone hates that for the other side. So it's kind of funny. Or the three-point contest. I think three-point contest. Instead is of stupid. pulling it off the rack, yeah, that might be part of why I don't like either. It's like doesn't never doesn't feel like it's even remotely close to what you're doing in a game. Yeah, and if you go ask the if you listen to those guys, they all say that especially if you're learn, like, if like, I'm a catch and shoot shooter, yeah, yeah, they have to like go and and practice that first before they do it. Um, uh, so then the NBA was next, actually, and here's a funny thing. NBA ratings were up for this All-Star weekend. Um, but <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to just give you propaganda alone. It does appear that the multicast that they did um, helped that little extra boost. And that's kind of been happening wow. with a lot of sports. So just because that was a promising thing doesn't mean that there's not a lot the NBA still needs to care about. Um, and then here's one I thought was interesting. There were no people that selected either the NHL or NFL all-star weekends as being their favorite or being interested in. And even more notably, despite no one selecting the NFL at all, there was notes that they went out of their way to knock the pro bowl specifically. So that was all just interesting all-star talk that I thought could wrap this whole thing up. If you guys have any other points to the whole thing, if we're all just trying to fix something that will never work, I don't know, but my suggestion, just eradicate all all-star games. <laughs> Keep the home run derby, but eradicate yeah, still, everything else. Yeah, the games, the actual, yeah, I do feel like some of that, but I don't hate baseballs because I think they, they could, get away with it. They have enough guys. And it's a game that doesn't require you to be as physically interactive mm -hmm. with one another. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a pitcher can't. A pitcher's not, you know, in basketball, everyone can agree, all right, we'll hold back on defense and go hard on offense, but a pitcher's not, you know, what's his, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not, he's not going to go out there and throw softballs to you. He's not yeah, going to let you go. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to let you go do that. <laughs> a bunch of the best uh, pitchers in the game. Honestly, the best, the best thing they could do is get all four sports together, find two weeks out of the year to where none of them would play, and then get all the athletes, all the all-stars from each, and then they all compete in every sport against each other. And then, yeah, some free-for-all like that. That'd be the only way you could really get them to try is to get them to do, like, the other people's sports. But really, you would have to get them to play golf or pickleball. Well, and I don't want to watch either of those. I mean, we, we basically have, like, four or five <laughs> the challenges every NBA offseason with all these different NBA players golfing against 
know, the thing that started the thing that started as Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson, and then it's just gotten worse and worse ever since. Yeah, and it's just become a gimmick every NBA offseason because that many people tune into Steph Curry products, which is great for the league, great for Steph Curry's brand, but boring as fuck for me, man. <laughs> Not tuning in. I will watch Draymond Green drunkenly yell at people on the golf course in the highlight version. <laughs> like like it was meant to be distributed. <laughs> yeah. Facts. So, um, and honestly, yeah, so like that, some stuff like that is like not even made to be filmed. Like that would have been something they would do in the eighties and you just hear funny stories about in Sports Illustrated and never really know what happened. Or, or like when you mic up LeBron and he just goes, Oh, ba bam, bam bam, whoa, boom. <laughs> Did you see that clip? No. There was a clip from early in the All-Star game where they had LeBron mic'd up. He's, he's setting up an offensive possession, and he all, all that happens on this possession, because obviously we're not talking about a real competitive game, is is he just kind of like establishes a little bit of offense and then throws the ball to Steph Curry, who just takes and makes a shot. But narrating this is LeBron James, who goes, da, da, ho, bang, 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 ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just, it just turned into a really funny audio clip. Just complete just gibberish. A, yeah, just a toddler in action. <laughs> Love LeBron. So, it was pretty good. But yeah, that's All-Star Weekend. You know, um, much ado about nothing, maybe. Um, but I did want to say, the dunk contest, all jokes aside, please stop letting this happen. It's embarrassing the brand more than anything else. The skills competition is really bad, but no one cares about that. This is bad, and people care about it. So go fix it. The All-Star Game, just pay these fuckers, and then we'll worry about competitiveness. Oh, mic drop. Fair I don't enough. know how we're transitioning. Are we taking a break? Are we going past the hold on? Um, I don't know, Caesar. What uh, What do you feel like you got uh, time wise with Let's, football? Oh, uh, this is gonna be my shortest segment so far. We can just barrel through. Yeah, it. Let's just, I just let's just we can barrel let's, through it, baby. So if you want to pass that rock over here, through. I'm right here in the post, baby. Oh, I I threw the ball away at some point, so imaginary ball hasn't come. Oh, got it. Oh, all right. We have the ball. Ignore the the less than uh, smooth transition to the football segment. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, uh, it is time for us to talk about (laughs) something that is near and dear to the heart of many, many millennials, such as ourselves. All right? Usually... I don't talk about the college game. There's too many schools. Uh, my my alma mater is usually not relevant in the Do sphere. You in the mean green? The answer is no. Uh, they don't give me enough reasons to believe. But that's going to change when I take over I'd the like program. I'd like to see UNT get competitive. <laughs> They're kind of competitive. I would call them competitive. I think they've at least gotten to competitive status. Competitive in Conference USA. I'm Whatever just, that's all you need. I'm just all finding ways to make the CUNT jokes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but uh, for what I was going for, fellas, is uh, I'm gonna make them a dynasty in what is now NCA 25. NCA college football 25 <laughs> is coming. Fellas, it has been. Do we have air horn? It's been 12 years since we've had this game. Who was on the cover of the last one? Uh, 2014. 
Denard Robinson. Yes. Damn. Yes. Denard Robinson was the last cover athlete Damn, to shoelace. grace this game that got shelled because, well, uh, NIL reasons. Or not, yeah. Name, image, likeness issues uh, sprung up really heavy during this time. And really, they had always been around for the history of this game. Uh, but it got louder and louder and more pronounced. I think, I think it took Ed O'Bannon uh, ten years more... of lawsuits to get that to get that game pulled off, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it all weaves together. Oh. Yeah, it all it all weaves in together. Now, gentlemen, the reason I want to talk about this game mostly is for nostalgic purposes because this is a game that I absolutely loved in my childhood. I had the 2006 version. That's the one with I believe Desmond Howard hitting the Heisman pose. And I argue that's the best version of the game. Uh, you had so many great features. Uh, you had your Heisman campaign. You had your dynasty, of course. Uh, and then you had the home field advantage thing that they had in the game, which is really cool. So if you were playing at Death Valley, uh, LSU Death Valley, not whatever the, sh- the fuck the, they have over in Clemson calling that Death Valley. They had the loudest stadium, so that thing would be immensely loud. It would affect the way that you play the game. Whole thing would shake, shake, right? Whole thing would shake, yes. Uh, and that would really ruin uh, – that could ruin some plays for you. You'd get some false starts. It was just a really well-thought-out game. So why am I bringing this into topic? Well, gentlemen, it's been leaked. The month that this game is going to release has been leaked. We are looking at, I believe, according to this NC, uh, this still-somehow-functioning Sports Illustrated website – July 2024. The so website. we have roughly five months. Yep. They gotta, we they have still uh, sell a swimsuit edition once a year. So. The AI swimsuit edition. They're People still, still mean, buying they, they put crazy. out. A, they put out. Yeah. It, it's it's like uh, how the company that runs, I think, Party City gets all their money from Spirit Halloween for the three weeks a year that those are open. And that just operates the rest oh, of the great. business. Yeah. It's incredible. Hell yeah. Well, incredible. Well, what it's going to be incredible is it's this game has a release date. It's finally happening after 12 years. Now, here is the kicker, gentlemen. Everything that I've seen online to this point, whether it be on Twitter threads from people who are either reporting on the green directly or people who have sources and whatever articles that are out there, there is some uh, pause on this game. This may not be the game that we all remember. If you remember the NCAA games... They had all the schools. They had every single FCS school that, granted, you know, there's been a lot of teams that have been added to the FCS level and even more to the FBS level. But you had every high-profile high high program in this game. You could play with Notre Dame. You could play with your USC's, Michigan's, Ohio State's, Alabama's, Texas. You name them, they had them. This time... Not to pull Lee Corso, but not so fast, my friend. There are some schools that may not be in the game, at least at launch. So due to the NIL and the weird workings around that, some programs may be trickled in as DLC. Uh, Specifically, the biggest one that I've seen is Notre Dame. Notre Dame has not exactly confirmed that it is going to be or it's going to allow its brand to be in the game. Um, uh, yeah, that so might far. have changed as of a day ago. Okay. 
So As like, there would so still this... be a potential for some of these teams to be like, yeah, but it looks like Notre you Dame. You gotta get the Pac-10 bag, uh, package. You Notre Dame specifically uh, confirmed they will be in the game. Okay, there you go. Yes, right, the article this that all, I got this, all this information out off was. Yeah. Gotcha. The, the article that I read this off was released ten hours ago, so they're late to the party. Thanks a lot, Sports Illustrated. Uh, uh, so that's what I got. Statement uh, from Notre Dame VP and athletic director Jack Schwarber. Jack Swarbrick. After nearly two years of work with EA Sports, we're proud to announce that our fans around the world will be able to play as the Fighting Irish in the upcoming college football franchise. The work that blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're... they're nice. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. But... Perfect. Can but I yeah, so it's, it's, it's obviously, yeah. like like Caesar's saying, it's obviously not everyone's just grandfathered in. It's true. And... Also, there's been some some talks, and what I've seen is that uh, at launch, not all schools may be available at, at launch, which is kind of weird. Uh, but also, for anybody who's in the gaming sphere, you know EA, Electronic Arts, they're kind of ass. Uh, and they have been with a lot of their, especially with Madden. Yeah, and I kind of teased this and earlier the, that once the... once they kind of got the monopoly on it all, all the games stopped getting better. Madden's been the same game for at least a decade. And that's the big concern with this game is that it's just going to be Madden with different uniforms. And for those who remember, uh, at least like if you if you played say Madden 06 and NCA football 06, you could feel the difference in the games. Uh, the college game felt more arcadey. Uh, it was definitely a lot easier. Everything felt faster. Um, and it was just a generally more accessible football game than, say, Let's Madden. be honest, they were more fun. Like, in college, we were playing the shit out of NCAA football, not Madden. We were never playing Madden in the practice. We were we were going through tournaments on fucking college football games. I was taking people to chapter with Andrew Luck in Stanford. You know what I mean? Because the team didn't matter if it sucked. I just had the quarterback. I just built the clock and make every throw. Listen, my strategy, and I think the strategy of many people growing up, uh, if you had any copy of NCAA football that had Vince Young in it, or QB number 10, as he was labeled, you were a menace. Uh, or if you had running back number five from USC, absolute monster. Uh, and everybody ran the same plays, right? You had your play-action read, uh, and then you had your option runs, if you were playing with a mobile quarterback and that was it. It was like a three, four play kind of a game. Not, not like they should in Madden where you're like, Oh, you had all these different plays that you could pick from. No, you were sticking to one playbook unless you were a sicko who was playing with army and Navy and you wanted to stick to that triple option bullshit. I know who you are. You know who you are. We're not saying, we're not saying any names on here. Uh, but yeah, uh, gentlemen, I just want to get your feelings and opinions on this, do we have any expectations uh, considering who is making this game? Uh, or are we just kind of happy that it's coming back? Yeah, just put the fucking clown makeup on me already. Just like the Fanatics jerseys. Yeah, it's a little column A, column B. I, I, I'm glad that it's going to exist. I'm weary of what it's going to be like. But as long as I got mascot games in there still, I'll pay I'll pay 60 bucks to line up 12 hook'ems against... Uh, Sorry, eleven hookums against eleven um whatever, whatever the horse is that OU Scrappy, has. Bro. Show some love for it's the probably, green. Probably called Boomer, but 
The worst oh, is definitely Boomer, Boomer I think. Yeah, my question is, is what's the most ridiculous? Because uh, I don't know if we're going to have Dynasty mode. I don't. Has that been guaranteed yet? Because that's something that doesn't make them a lot of money. So I, I haven't seen suggest it. It's there. And that's just and, franchise mode, right? Yeah, that, it'll be that. Well. It'll it'll be there. It might not have the same. It might have different. Well, maybe. That's no, what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these games, they don't have incentive to do that necessarily. They don't, but all the sports games, money. all the sports games, still have it. Uh, see, but college right. is a little I'm, different. You kind of need to see if this would be starting a new precedent. No, they didn't chat. do it. If they didn't do it with their new EAFC, yeah. Ooh, maybe yeah that's fair because now because now you get you get transfer portals it's gonna be a huge thing people want to play with you're right no you're right conference realignment make it a more interesting which, uh, franchise conference realignment so, uh matters right now and it's crazy this see, but conference realignment was available in the old ones but also, too but it didn't affect yeah i mean it it affected things but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now where it's yeah well, there's no playoffs <laughs> the land so. this giant land grab yeah. So, um, yeah, because I, I would put Texas uh, Texas Southern into the SEC within four seasons. <laughs> exactly. So that's so that's my question. What is the, the most ridiculous college football team you ever turned into a dynasty in any of those games? I never owned it, so I'm gonna have to rely on you guys. Uh, you never, you uh, miss, you never did this. Okay, no. Caesar. What, what, what is, what are yours? I know mine. Mine's actually amazing. I, I okay. remembered it today. Luckily, but. I had a couple. I had a couple. All right. Back back then, I was a real sucker for uniform color combinations, and I loved Army's black and gold. I thought that was so fucking rad. So I, they were an independent. I I would go in there, and I would stick them in the SEC. Oh, I'm, I like and And I would make them SEC champions, not in the first year. I wasn't – I was not going to take shortcuts. I'm like – I'm building a program, damn it! I forget but by year three. I forget that when y'all were was, playing this game, the SEC was actually good. Because I'm like, when I was playing this game, stick them in the SEC. Your conference champs year one. <laughs> what are you competing against, fucking <laughs> Vanderbilt and Tennessee? All right, cool. Hell, I, I could have sticked them in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve well, was absolutely I mean, wild. To be fair, yeah, these games did sort of uh, pre like the the pre Bama stuff. Like the SEC was definitely uh, pre uh, Saban Bama. It was a rough bad. conference, was, was, yeah. Yeah, um, and then yeah, um, but then there was also my most. There was that one year though that was fun because they had the Stafford No Sean Marino team. That team was so loaded in uh, the college. I believe I mean, that they were just kind of on par with every other conference, where you would just have a team come up every couple years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my real yeah, my so my real crowning achievement though uh, was actually Texas Southern, or was it Texas, Texas State? Southern? One of, yeah, one of those two schools. It was like, I, what's the smallest Texas school that I could get? This is before I knew UNT existed. If this was during the time that I knew North Texas existed, they would have been my uh, my crowning achievement. I respect that. I think I probably still did a UNT one once I was in college with this game. But no, gentlemen, <clears throat> the most ridiculous dynasty I ever created came to me today. <laughs> Uh, when the ESB or the EA Sports account for this game tweeted out the top ten stadiums that'll be featured, right? <laughs> yeah. And someone retweeted, "What the fuck? Who would it be? None other than the official Twitter account for the dome of my my former dynasty, the Idaho Vandals." Oh. Yeah. I took the Idaho Vandals and turned it into a perennial powerhouse. Incredible. Because I thought it was hilarious. 
I thought the the fact that just a dome in Idaho. I think just I think it was one time I was playing it as somebody else, and then I just played in the Idaho dome, and it and it just looked like a practice field to me, and it just cracked me up so goddamn much that I had to do it. And then the team was like vandals, and I was just like fuck it. So I just went hard, and I turned it into a powerhouse, and those potato eating motherfuckers were loving it. Do you think they'll have Incarnate Word? Will I be able to take them and Liberty? Yeah, Liberty's at least a D one school now, now, right? So. Oh my god, I can't wait. Listen, my expectations aren't very high, right? Because it may not be the game that we remember. But if I could at least rearrange conferences, that's all I need. That's all I need. Rearrange some conferences for sure. I'm gonna do some stupid shit. I don't know I'm if you guys ever did four thirty-two team conferences. Oh my god, it's getting that's amazing. <laughs> Ooh, what no. I really can't wait for is when they do like the Pokemon style. Like, remember when you could take your Pokemon from your Game Boy game into Pokemon Stadium on N sixty four? But what if know, I can take my player from NCAA into Madden? Well, they used oh, to be able to do that, but that was a really bad feature because I remember I bet, it would, I it bet would the mutate technology your quarterback. Was awful, yeah. Yeah, so what it would do is it would fuck it, it would fuck up your, or it would fuck up your player usually. So this like, is actually would, a good. Uh, yeah. There's a bit on that secret base YouTube channel where they, I can't remember what it's called now. It's like fumbled reality or something. Fumble dimension. Yeah, yeah, fumble yeah dimension. That, that would be a good. Oh yeah, version. tag one of those in there too. Let's steal some of their. They're good. The one where they broke the NBA was awesome, and we could talk about that yes, off air sometime. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of my favorite things I've ever witnessed in my life, and, and that's why Dynasty modes are amazing, is, is because there's a lot of things you can do with them if you're creative enough. Now, there's a mode in, in the, I think, that started in 06, because that was the year they introduced Heisman mode, hence why they had Desmond Howard on there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys ever did this, but I did this. I, I played that mode. And I try to make myself uh, into a Heisman-winning player. So if, for those who don't remember how the mode worked, you come into whatever program of your choosing at whatever position you chose, right, uh, as a freshman. And uh, you had to work your way up the depth chart. Run or, drills. Yeah, or drills and, you know, raise your stats. And uh, you got a weird perspective from your player. So you got like a like a third, like a up-close, not – all, not first person perspective, but really like zoomed in perspective of your player whenever you were in control of yourself. Uh, so if you were sort of the playing, precursor of what they ended up doing with these modern generation games, where like, they, yeah, they all have a be a pro, but I mean, some of the games, maybe not EA specific, but that's been around since even before then. But that yeah. was sort of the, the model that started all of this because now and now that's a microtransaction, right? No, where you have to grind. Where you, you do some of these if you I want think to. The only, Either you grind the only paying or you pay stuff them. is always the ultimate team stuff, which is the cards. No, 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 no. That's what you think. No, they people will pay to have their character better than just playing the game as much as it would require to build the character up. I don't even that think I've seen that as an option in in my yeah, time playing. You buy the, you buy the in-game currency, and then you spend that in-game currency on your little mini player. I guess I didn't even realize that that wasn't even an option. Yeah, but microtransactions are I, so bad. Well, I just thought, just I thought they were making all their money on the Ultimate Team stuff, because that was big for FIFA and Madden. Well, they are. I mean, but it's both. It's they, People also, you create your player, and then you go play in the park, right? If you're playing yes. NBA. 
Oh, you go, you no. can just go play flat top, and now you've got your 99 overall player. Oh, see, yeah, I, I take my guy and I just do like the go play in the NBA. That's now, what I'm saying. I, so another way, way yeah, another way that you could increase your uh, your player stats in say uh, NCA 06 was uh, if you had a really good game. If you had a really good game, you would improve your player. Now, here's what I did I'm not gonna lie. This is what I did because I was a two-way player. I would go in as a defensive end. Specifically, I was a defensive end at Notre Dame. I don't know why I wanted to be a, a Notre Dame defensive end, but you were I a put golden myself, domer. I was a golden domer, and I also yeah, put myself at tight end. Some Catholic joke in here somewhere, I'm sure. Somewhere, uh, but here's the thing: I wanted to right? win. I wanted to win the Heisman as a defensive lineman. But I was like, there's no way I can win it just off sacks alone. Like, I would have to get, like, some crazy number. So, I was like, I'm going to make myself play two ways. So, I would play Brenda. tight end and defensive end. Oh, nice. So, I would have, like, 20 catches for 10 touchdowns uh, and then 15 sacks. And then by the time I was a senior, I'd won, like, three Heismans. Yeah, I would won three Heismans. And then I uploaded my player into that, uh, the corresponding Madden, and be, like, just disrespected with my draft position. Oh yeah, As, yeah, that part too. Yeah, they wouldn't even like you would be like, oh okay, so you did all that work, cool, fucking fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> like go oh. grind for it, pussy. Um, no, honestly, yeah, I you're in the big leagues up. now. I always cracked up, but no. So, but did your character look the same? Did it mutate your no. character? Yes. That's, yes, they mutated. Yeah, mine. mine the character models were different across both games. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, I think yeah, now it now will be a little more uniform. It wasn't even the same race, man. I I was dying. I was just and you couldn't change it or something. Like it wasn't like it didn't give you a lot of customizable. Th- so it was like this is what you get. And I was just kind of like I was just kind of laughing, man. I was just like this is so I just I just got to move forward with this 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 thing. <laughs> this yep. attempt to take this you know, this generic looking fucking quarterback that I had made in college football and, it, and you turned it and you just turned it into whatever kind of looked like it in the other ones. Uh, and it, I'm just glad this is before the face mapping. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this yeah. football video game fans. You think you have struggles with be a pro try doing it in MLB the show when you got to get through the minor leagues. Oh, uh, yeah, when you thought when you that. thought it would be a good idea to make yourself a catcher slash knuckleball pitcher slash DH. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Oh, you, you lost me at knuckleball pitcher. I'm, uh, I'm stuck in double A and I need to reset my guy probably. I don't think I'm getting You know that. what I always do? I always do first base. First base. And I always make my guy a, a hitter because that's all I want to do anyway. And I name him Buck Skeeter. I love pitching in these <laughs> video games. It's so fun. Buck Skater. That's Buck a name. Oh, yeah, I, think my, good, but I think my guy's like name Skater. is whatever <laughs> the default is. So it's like pro player or something like that. <laughs> what? You don't have fun. Dude, the naming Sometimes I do. Sometimes and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I just like to run through just the default name. Because I think it's funny to have someone named like player or quarterback or whatever. But Buck Skater. You have yeah. to think of like the most generic name for that. Like. It's well, almost like a parody in, of what uh, the best player would be. You know? In NHL hits, when you were building your custom team, uh, you could give each guy, like, they had, you know, like 70 pre-programmed announcer nicknames that you could give them for them to say every time they did something. That was fun. to be like, Ace, yeah, T-Bone. No, they, that, they do some lame shit like that still with 2K where you get your little... I like that. 
you get your little, uh, but they're all generic. So it's like you get, you're basically just taking other people's nicknames because they just have all the program nicknames for all the great people, all the great players. Oh so yeah, they don't use any, they don't use like historic ones. They just have like different things people might call you. Yeah, it was fun. Or they'll oh, be too. like, or they'll just be like initials. They'll just be like J. That's Whoa, J out there. That's lame. I've just tried to highlight how little effort these games are put into these games. Well, yeah, the, the NH- NHL hits was midway, so they put a little more time into it. Yeah, yeah well, this if it was before 2013 or 14, it might have been a good game. Anything after, no one can sell you on that, no matter what sport game. But, but you're not wrong on that. Now, I will say this, uh, just trying to wrap up the our kind of nostalgia talk and just our talk over NCAA football, uh, the video game. It's this. This is one thing that I'm hoping for from this game. I'm begging. I'm pleading EA. I I, don't, I know that the game is probably almost done with development. Uh, and this might have to wait till NCAA 26, if we even get a 26. Because who knows? This shit could go up in flames. But I'm begging. I need you to get Robert Griffin III in there, in the booth, on the recording. Just get him uh, to say the like most that. unhinged shit he possibly can say off the cuff, not scripted, just let him say something crazy and just capture it and put it into the game. I All need right. more I need more moments like when he had with um I forgot who the uh, I hope you enjoyed the Kirk play guy was. Uh, I mean he wasn't bad in the old ones, but probably now, yeah. But like whenever he did maybe, the, maybe this is where Greg Olson can get a job. Black Friday. When he did that, I was like, This guy's meant to be in the college booth. <laughs> No, I, I agree. I would love to see Robert Griffin be a part of it. I know most video games don't just have one commentary group for the whole game anymore either, so hopefully he gets Dude, they used to the do... Ensemble. I don't remember what year it was of NCAA. It used to have, like, the broadcast was, like, an actual, like, radio... Like, they made it sound like it was the radio, like it was supposed to be a radio broadcast. It wasn't the TV broadcast. It was interesting. I think Probably it might have been, been 07 they, a lot or of them, somewhere in the 04 to 07 range. A lot of them, they were really highlighting that pregame show with... Uh, that they that uh, ESPN had. It was like yeah, it, it was, was interesting. The, it was college game day, but it was what? what who was it? The oh, first like It was like a bigger white dude. Well, it was before Reese. It was the guy before Reese. Uh, he retired. Oh, the guy before, before Reese. Oh yeah, there was a guy before Reese, and maybe it wasn't game day, but he was the one who had the contract. Either way, I'm sure we can go find that stuff somewhere. Mm, um, John Madden. No, I can't remember. But either Bill way, Wal- oh, Bill Walden. Uh, I think Bill did do the college games, though. Um, the bas- uh, basketball ones. Have you ever played any of those? Way, played one on Dreamcast. It was all right. Uh, yes, I did. I did used to turn uh, teams into dynasties there too. It wasn't as fun because it was super easy. You could do it like you could just like if you learn how to hit, if you learn how to hit a three pointer in that game, you were fucking people up. No, no, it, it, you really, but it was actually easier than that. So all of the, um, cre- all of the like, abilities were always customizable. Like they didn't lock shit and they didn't like have any, like, it was always that easy. Oh, you could just jack so everyone you could up just to hundred. Yeah. You could just turn prospects into like actual pro players while they were like in their scouting phase. <laughs> and so it was just like, so you would just turn it into like a fucking power, but you had to be careful. Because if you did it too, you know, you think you get competition on these kids or whatever, but it was funny. It was a funny little... Like every little, time uh, I think it's a good idea to bring in the 2003 NBA draft in 2K, because I'm like, oh, I'll get LeBron. And then I'm like, oh shit, someone else got Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
something like that. You know, you're you're tempting fate for sure. For but, uh, sure. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. time to keep talking about college foosball, but or, um, this is going to be our yearly. This is gonna be our yearly update. Right for for the college football playoff. Every oh, year guess, you yeah, we should in, so. we should announce that they, yeah, they officially expanded the playoffs for at least two more years to twelve teams. But possibly might change it again. Uh, like Let's I said, it. it's at least it's at least locked in for a couple of years. Um, I mean, they still haven't even like you know they got to figure out what they're doing with all like the New Year's Six bowls and all that. Those are gonna get built somewhere into the playoff, I guess. I'm not sure. I have I, I have that so. information. For okay, you. so Excuse yeah, what's the breakdown? It's what like yeah. the four. So yeah, so so it's gonna be the five highest conference champions, uh, which I guess that was a fancy way to word it. And this is what I read from the NCAA's website, by the way. Um, so the way I took that is the five highest ranked conference champions allows for these conferences to sort of jump into that five in and out relegated, you know, kind of relegate themselves based off of every year's performance as a whole. Well, what it means is whoever's not in the big four, like whoever, right. you know, the Cincinnati, well, yeah. not Cincinnati anymore, but your UCFs, yeah. your whoever, whoever finishes 22nd still gets in. Yeah, essentially yeah. we're going to have one revolving conference that's just going to sort of, you know, have a, an affiliate come out of it automatically. But there will be five automatic bids in their four that's what the exact wording is, five highest-ranked conference champions. Like I said, that, that sounds like legal term to allow that fifth team to float around a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, and then the top four are going to get a bye week. Oh, sorry, the next seven teams are going to be just the next seven-ranked teams, basically. Is the, is, so just you take those five teams, wherever they exist, on the top 25, as if, you know, take the final rankings we got this year, where, uh, with the final four and how it was decided this way, you would just have the next seven teams will be seated accordingly. Um, and then you would have the top four getting a bye week You would have five play the 12, six play the 11, seven play the 10, and eight play the nine in an opening quarterfinals. And then during the quarterfinals is when they'll announce the New York, the New Year, ugh, New Year's six games. Um, and that's basically going to be how it goes every year is you're going to be not knowing exactly who the new year's six are until like a week before, I guess. That's cool. I like to, <laughs> I, don't mind I like to imagine there's going to be less heated debate about teams, 13 teams, you know, 11 through 15. than there was about teams three through six. What about 13 and 14? Cause next year we might already be talking think, about more teams. I mean, we might be, but I think most people aren't going to be too up in arms. There's going to be like, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> if you can't finish in the yeah, top was, 10, deal with it. Yeah, I was very stunned that we're even having a conversation about 14 and not even that it was like well, mentioned I mean, in the like, drop, but that they're seriously still considering it even more. Like, forward. we shouldn't yeah. do 14 because there's the no 14 teams that are actual titles. Money, money, money. Okay, but I know it's all money. Point, at some but, point, you dilute your product too far, no? Yes, but they don't care. Uh, Isn't it 14 teams that make the NFL yeah. playoffs now, right? What's yes. That? So fourteen teams make the NFL playoffs. What do you want to do? Just mirror that so that it makes it easier for football teams Don't to follow. Lower. No, it's, oh I no, really you're right. Yeah, 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 you, yeah you're six yeah, and one. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I I just um I I, I don't no really I don't like it. I mean, baseball team. recently expanded their playoffs to include half or right about half or whatever, and I hate that. I think hockey. Now, I'm I think okay they're with a little curmudgeonly on it. 
But because I, I think baseball teams. is smart for doing that. Too many teams. And I think that sometimes you need a little. It worked out in our favor, baby. Hey, hey, I don't care. I I shouldn't root for the Giants, but when they won the Super Bowl, I was never going to tell a wild card that they couldn't do shit again. You know what I mean? That, well, I, at that, that point, day, at that point, never, wasn't it only four? Was it four teams in a wild card? Yeah, at that point, it was just uh, the four yes. teams still. So. And so, like for Not me, for me, ten teams out of thirty something—that's fine. <laughs> that's a that, that's a good. Yeah, I would say the NFL. I would agree with you. The NFL expanding the playoffs fills a tad bit I think, more money. I think once baseball went focus. went beyond four on each side, that was too much for me. Because then you all of a sudden you have. Because baseball, you need a series, and you're like, all right, here's one game. Okay, here's three games. And that's. Eh. I agree. I agree with that. I want it to be at least three games, uh, no matter what you do. The play-in um, has worked for the NBA thus far. Will it continue? Time will tell. Yeah, I think just for for this one, it, it shouldn't be twelve. It should it should be the top ten teams. Top ten teams because it's just it just feels right. But you want to take twelve, fine. 14, that's too much because 13, 14, they're not real contenders. Like, they're, they're just not. Like, a lot, that's going to be what? Some occasional Conference USA team that has a really good record but hasn't really played anybody uh, who's going to get absolutely smoked by whatever SEC team didn't yeah, get into I don't the know. It could be, you Very know, likely, it yeah. could be, you know, a <laughs> nine and three Oklahoma whose quarterback just came back or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it could be that. Possible. Yeah, it's possible. I'm, I think the, way, the, I only, think the only nonsense be, seed is really the whatever you, you, South Florida school, whatever you call that, the number five, yeah, the, 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 other, the other automated bid, the fifth automated bid. Maybe, the, but I mean, that's the nice part that they would be the fifth versus 12, where at least even though that should be on paper, usually the juggernaut match, you could be talking about a more fair fight because you're getting that that lower level champion against uh, a beaten up uh, team from a better conference. And I wonder, even though they get the automatic bid, does that mean they get the fifth seed or they just get seeded wherever yes. they slot within the. <laughs> so it doesn't, speci- it doesn't specifically say, but I'm going to say because they use the automatic bid, I'm going to say. It I know, that just means you, you get in the tournament, but. I'm going to say that they're, they probably want to incentivize gonna, it a little bit. So I'm going to guess that they're going to say five because also that would probably cause a lot of drama, you know, too. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that because what if we have a situation where one of the major conferences like the SEC or the big 10 or uh, fuck who knows what all these are called now at this point, but who, one of the power conferences, what if they have a bad year and then for whatever reason, statistically, they are the fifth team. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they yeah. become the fifth team in this situation because for some reason the SEC is just down as a whole. And then they were just the best of this shit year for a usually great franchise or conference. But then the, the AAC conference, for some reason, has had this massive uptick and everyone's winning, you know, a bunch of teams made the top 25 or whatever. So it's just one of those things where I think there's enough flukiness to where they're to where I think they just went ahead and locked those five in is automatically the top five and the top four get the, the bye weeks. Maybe yeah. not. I mean, sometimes it's screwy, but I think that's how I would read. I don't, I don't mind it too much, but I do think you will lend yourself to being diluted. Um, depending if you do go into 14, 
12, I think I can stomach 12. Anything more than that, 12 though, is I'm exciting. Sorry. You know, we haven't even got to experience 12 yet. Don't talk about 14. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> People thought it was crazy hey, to make March, March Madness 64 teams, but they did it anyways, and we all just kind of dealt with it. Now it's like 72 teams, and we all just still well, kind of deal with it. Unfortunately, March Madness also is great for gambling, so they're going to... Yeah, you don't think this... You don't, you don't think there's going to be a fucking field day of post-Christmas gambling? Oh. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I yeah. should say... I, I guess I should say March Madness, that Let's, was already... I think what might be there, interesting so. is how this affects the NFL's Saturday, December schedule, but... Yeah, I agree. I think this actually yeah. is an important thing to notice because the NFL gets away with a lot of bad football in December. And a lot of it's because of, you know, we just have no football otherwise, right? Yeah. And so I think that it would be interesting to see that whole month of non-football play. Like, no no offense, but like, can the fucking poinsettia bowl, it's probably not even called that anymore, but can those, can those fucking bowls not be played a week after the season? A lot of them I mean, are. Yeah, and there's bowls every. There's bowls yeah. pretty much every day. It feels is there like. A week? Is there only a week after the final game? For of some, the but like the really small, the smallest me, of the small ones. Yeah. No, to me, get that shit started asap. Next I, day, if you can. Yeah, they they I have problems. They need like an, NI, an like, NIT with the other bowls to decide NIT. who's the, the garbage playoff for it. Who's the garbage is. champ? Yeah. We need to talk about the the garbage bowls that happen on New Year's Eve. I know or in New Year's Day because you you have your your obviously your um, Rose Bowls, Fiesta Bowls, and all that. But then there's like like some random Gator Bowl that not Gator Bowl or like some bowl that has nothing but matching going on. And it's on New Year's yeah, Eve, get New those, Year's Day. Get those games out of the way. We got we got to yeah, spend time with those. The Armed Forces right. Bowl. The... Yeah, <laughs> that one's rough every year. I think. It's either that's, like army that's or usually, navy. That's usually where you can find the cacao if we ever make it. Oh, we're we're gonna play the Frisco Bowl. The <laughs> or the Frisco uh, Bowl, yeah. Yeah, the Frisco Bowl. That's our bowl now. Or the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah. You guys should be Just aiming. Some... You guys should be aiming for the Cotton Bowl. Come on. We did play there once. I was on the field for that game. At Jerry World. Oh uh, no no like the actual Cotton Bowl stadium. Oh no, I mean the game, the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's out of our reach. Who did we play the Cotton Bowl? Uh, and the Cotton Bowl was UNLV. Remember, twenty thirteen. It was a bowl game. Actually, it was a bowl. Was a bowl yeah. Game. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was an actual. I did not. Yeah, know was, that, but I was it the actual Cotton Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. I was on the. I was on the. The on game the and the stadium. Game. No. The, not no. Not oh. the game, but the stadium. What do they call they the game? Two, they played. What do they, they call the game that gets played there? It was like. Yeah, it was like some prime lending. Bullshit. Yeah. They play, you know, they, they play a smaller game. At Dallas at the Yeah, I know. I just yeah. know what they called it. I, I think it changes a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. We got we got to be in that because the Big Twelve had a down year, so it was Big Twelve versus like Big Don't Ten. Don't talk about Derek Thompson. And then like they both had Derek Thompson. <laughs> like you remember his and name. Zach Orr. Zach Orr was Zach on that Orr team. Zach Orr wasn't even too. on that team. Oh, he already Zachary graduated. Was not on that team. Was that the yes. year after? Damn. All right. Yes. I thought it was. It was close. It was close. <laughs> it was close. But hey, um, yeah, Zach no. Orr is a future Hall of Famer and future defensive or head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So just watch yourself. Uh, yeah. And you know what? We don't need to talk about this college point. Let's go ahead and take this opportunity <laughs> to move on to the NFL. <laughs> I said this wasn't going to run long. <laughs> uh, now, gentlemen, I just want to go ahead. 
Three seasons and in the NFL. <laughs> he had, have, actually don't don't say that. He actually he actually was the All Pro, and then he um he his career got taken from him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't read, I haven't gotten further down. Let me look, let me feel that bear trap real quick. <laughs> yeah, you do that, and I'm gonna set this segment up. You know, he was oh. like actually on pace to be like a Hall of Famer potentially, and uh, if he and, kept it up, yeah, he had sure. to retire because of neck injuries. I believe it was spinal neck condition and herniated Spine. disc. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, congenital neck and spine condition. Is that like yeah. what uh it, Van Der Esch has? Probably similar. Similar, but definitely worse. Uh, considering yeah. that Van Der Esch is still able to play. Um, uh, not anymore. Yeah. I think that's officially over, but that's a different story for a different day. That is not one of my three questions. There we go. <laughs> and thank you for leading it in. We are now doing three <laughs> off-season questions that we want answered this off-season. So the way that we're going to break this down, I'm going to present a question, and then that I have is my like, and we're going to go from three to one, right? This is like your ranked, right? So I'm going to lead it up with a question. Becky, Patrick, you're going to come in with your questions. We're going to talk about what we think might be the uh, the solutions, the answers to this, or we could just speculate amongst ourselves. So I'll lead things off with my number three question of this offseason, the thing that I'm just absolutely fascinated by, and I hope we get an actual solution to. And this one might surprise some people, but do the Jets invest in an actual backup quarterback that is serviceable once Aaron Rodgers leaves them hanging again because his body can't hang anymore because he's old. I like that. And yeah. And look what happened. They had uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, that was a mess. And then they had uh, Tim Boyd. That was a mess. Then they you went out what? and got. What's up? I think, I think, I think you already answered your question. You don't I think that it's to run it back. It's team running I don't, back. I don't think they have the money to go invest in a decent backup quarterback, do they? Yeah, it's team running I mean, back. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are plenty of backup quarterbacks available that are better than what they have. That's all you need. That's not a hard bar, high bar to clear. Hey, they a second a round pick for Trey Lance exists, but you know we we can't <laughs> we can't rush to anything. He's not even a backup quarterback. <laughs> He is now, I think. I think he's officially a backup quarterback. Maybe. Uh, I don't. On paper, it's probably nobody at this point. Is but Cooper I think, not on the I roster right now? I would be surprised if Cooper Rush is the second quarterback going into next year, for sure. I think until I until he right. decides to hold the clipboard and become the next clapper, he's going to be backup quarterback. I think that you're having fun with it, but that's not based in reality. I think that there's a but reality. But the Trey Lance deals that you're... I think, well... Well, look, so here's – I'm making jokes about trading Trey Lance, and in my reality, Cooper would be the backup for the foreseeable future to Jason. But you're forgetting about a, a quarterback that needs to possibly get paid and an owner who thinks that, that leverage exists where it does not usually exist. And that's, yeah. the, that's the reason why I would be surprised if oh, Trey man. Lance was not I don't the wanna, I don't want to derail too far from Caesar's points that he's getting here. His three questions. But I did hear in Micah's – talking to, I think when he was talking to Stephen A. Smith, he was like talking about how him and Jerry talked about what kind of players they need and whatnot. And all I was thinking was that's like, that's like uh, Anakin talking to Palpatine and thinking like, thinking <laughs> that like you're just giving him fuel for how to destroy you in the negotiating room later when, oh, yeah. when you're like, this is what I want. And later he's like, Oh, I want, you want to get paid, but 
how am I going to pay for this guy you want? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, right. it, they, the animosity is always brewing. Oh, always. But that's why I no. say, that's why I say, Trey Lance probably a backup. But either way, if not, he could be a Jet Caesar. You're right. He could be a Jet. You know who else could be a Jet and could be a backup and may actually serve them well? Because look what, what Joe Flacco did for the Browns, right? Magical playoff run. He was on no, the Jets last back. season. No, not, not him, right? I'm talking about someone who's in the Delaware River Valley. All right. He's in our division currently. Heineke. It's Sam Howell. Oh. Sam Howell is going to get moved. Uh, the do they have the ability to take on that kind of deal? Is he, would it be? He's cheap? a rookie. Would... It's a rookie deal. He's a fifth round pick. Oh, fifth round it, pick, right. Yeah. He's a cheap, yeah. it's cheap yeah. deal. And look at it yeah. new ownership, new coach. Right? They have the second overall pick. He's going to get replaced anyway. And by the way, they have a much better talented backup quarterback on that roster anyway that they're not going to get rid of. So what are you going to do with Sam Howell? What better way for Aaron Rodgers' career to end but than watching a Brett Favre clone take your job? Exactly. You see the vision now. Mr. Throws Picks a lot is the one who takes his spot. All right? Hey, at least I'm healthy. And he is at least willing to chuck it down the field, unlike his uh, predecessors. And it does feel uh, like a very Jets answer to the quarterback position as well. I think you thought very well on this one. This is this is very sneaky. This is this is one. This is the answer that I hope we get from my entertainment. But this is a big question going forward because the AFC is very competitive. And but as we know, there's a lot of parity in this league, so things change from year to year. Uh, and who knows? Maybe the Jets do come out and are actually competitive. And maybe Aaron Rodgers actually is able to hold up. I doubt it. Uh, so I love to see these possibilities unfold. Becky, I'm going to throw this rock to you. What's your number three question for this NFL offseason? Um, you know, it depends on where you're invested in. But I think my number three question is, do the Kansas City Chiefs throw their dick on the table for a 3 P? Do they call all, do they do everything? Do they, I'm talking any and everybody they can get. I've already heard them link to Mike Evans. Maybe not seriously, but why not? Why not dream big if you're chasing history that's never been done before? So I'm okay. I'm paying attention to Kansas City, potentially even mortgaging their complete entire future for a one more shot. Listen, uh, I think that unless, they should do unless it. Unless they're going to unsign you... Patrick Mahomes, they're not mortgaging anything. They got a future. That's true. That that is true. And no, no, so... no. This is this is how he starts the downward spiral. That after five years of stagnation, he's like, I put up with the franchise. We did a three peat together. It's time for me to go home and save my hometown. This franchise. isn't this isn't the quote this, this quote him on this. This isn't quote the Aikman this. model, actually. Uh... You got to quote him on Andy this. Andy Reid would have been fired season. already at this point. <laughs> He just gave you the next graphic for for after next year's Super Bowl. Let's yeah. not let this slip away. But listen, <laughs> uh, Chris Jones uh, already has put his agent in a terrible starting spot by saying that he wants to come back at the parade. Oh, that's which, the sea bear. It's okay. Right? It's a little alcohol. <clears throat> yeah, that's never it's a little alcohol. That's never mattered. Guys have done that a bunch. And oh, Kansas sure. City needs to be real. Like, don't don't let this guy leave your franchise. You're not that stupid, are you? Come on. 
no, no. You can't you can't replace that kind of production. At least not Michael, immediately. Not unless right? you can find two receivers that can equal his salary. This is what I mean. Also, right? potentially mortgage your franchise by investing into a player in a multi-year deal that may not make it to that multi-year deal the same player. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and I think Mike Evans fits that well. Um, yeah, there's Phil also always has the unique franchise tag. I think yes. in a dream scenario for a lot of Kansas City fans, uh, maybe Kansas City fans, they could get their hands on Devontae Adams, but the Raiders would never trade him in division. At least I don't think so. Uh, uh, it is the Raiders, but, but yes, I, I feel you. It does feel like the Raiders are trying to especially be since, Especially since they went ahead and won the Super Bowl in their building. So I'm like, I don't, don't, I don't think you want to do that. So... I think that would be the most ideal matchup for Patrick Mahomes uh, or, or pairing for match, uh, Patrick Mahomes. But Mike Evans, bring back Chris Jones, and then, you know, go find yourself another another left ta- uh, right tackle, whatever Juwan Taylor plays. They well, won in spite of him playing out there. Not to just throw the star out there uh, freely, even though I love to do that. Uh, there's <laughs> certainly a Tyrone Smith call you could make to add just extra depth to your roster. Um of course, reports are probably that he'll return to the Cowboys um, because I think for him and his career, it's also just easier. But who knows? Jerry could nickel and dime him. He could be like, all right, well, I'll just take one more payday and go win a Super Bowl because that sounds fun. So there's just little options like that that they have that I think also makes Kansas City very intriguing. I do wonder with him that if everyone around the league sees Jerry's not paying him, that they're like, yeah, there must be a reason for that. But how long, right? For one year yeah, or for know, multiple yeah, years? Because yeah. if I'm Kansas City, I'll offer you a one-year deal with some money on it. Yeah. But I may not offer you multiple. And Jerry yeah. might come at him knowing that knowing that, and give him some super-duper low-ball offer. And then, you know what I mean? And then it just makes sense for him to walk. And then that's what sure. I'm saying. Kansas City is in a position, as much as any NFL franchise ever really has been, of maybe getting some – some cushy veteran signings to chase this three P. Oh yeah. All right, Patrick, uh, what's your number three question for this NFL off season? Um, my number three question is how come in the offense tackles are on the outside and on defense tackles are on the inside? That's a great question. Uh, that's I've got, actually very. I've got a lot of really. Answer. I've got a lot of really good questions, mostly concerning the naming of <laughs> positions in football. I'm not opposed to this. Uh, to this at all, actually, because that's literal. a good question. I don't know how this has to do with the off season, <clears throat> but I, I love it. It's the question the... that I have for the off season. I'm trying to learn. You stumped us. I mean. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that is like, like why, but they're also ends. And then why? Call them, why did call it offensive end? Well, why? Rather, yeah, yeah. Why were? Why are there guards and ends? Like, <laughs> should should we just it. call them? They just so so now you're a left a left end uh, or a I left end on either side. You know, I guess that gets a little <laughs> redundant. I just just question I had. Um, yeah, I'm stumped. I'm, that's a great safety question. safety and free safety like i get you know oh those are just two different roles he's safety, safety and free safety yeah but like i get like okay so he's like your backup so he's your safety but strong and free i never really knew because i don't know much about x's nose of football so yeah, that one never made strategy. a whole lot of yeah, sense I, don't, I couldn't explain that to you but that's literally just the two different positional jobs i guess i guess maybe what i want are outside tackles and inside tackles like i have in linebackers 
Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, that's a, that was a good point. That was truly one of those things where it's just probably like that because it's always been like that. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. Okay. Continue. So when, when you apply logic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Caesar, what's your, what's your number uh, two question? All right. Here we go. This really... <laughs> I was actually looking up the answer to your question. I was like, oh, let's see what Google has to say. I can find it real um, quick. I'm, I'm sure that there's there's got to be something, right? All right. My number two question I have written down here. How bad, or not bad, but how drastic does Dak change the QB market this year? Because clearly he is the next QB up in resetting the market. There's been rumors of $60 million. Um, we've already... Uh, already crossed into the mid fifties, uh, so to speak. Uh, I believe what Jalen Hurts got fifty-two million. I believe Lamar Jackson got what fifty-four annually, if I'm not mistaken. So, are we getting our first sixty million dollar quarterback? And what does that mean going forward? Granted, you know, here's the thing that I don't necessarily agree with in terms of players setting the market. It's never the best player at their position setting the market. It's always some guy that's in the whoever's top. Up. It's just yeah, whoever's, whoever's up. Top, whoever's next, like top eight, top ten in that position. Whoever's up, they get to reset the market. So now you're going to be looking if he gets sixty million dollars. <throat> well, you look at you're looking at guys uh, who say like Patrick Mahomes, who I believe his annual value is forty five. Now he all of a sudden is fifteen million dollars under market. Uh, which now looks like a great bargain of a deal as much of a lot of these do end up becoming right. Every everyone freaks out, about every so, quarterback deal, but every time you sign one, it's better than waiting a year. Yeah. That's why I was actually going to say, that's I mean, the, so you made a good point. So yes, I do agree. There's going to be a, a $60 million quarterback. No, I'm not certain it's going to be Dak Prescott because we've already seen the history with this franchise. And he also was a part of this poor playoff performance. Mm-hmm. So we can't put anything past the the Joneses here, and Jared Goff is also due, and they just went to the uh, the the conference finals, right? So I think it's plausible that Goff gets done before and it's that. It's a title game. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where yes, it should we'll, probably we'll see, be. That. I, I think the they actually is, benefit not even the Cowboys lo- to do this quickly and first. However, you know. We we already we already know the rest of this story. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's not necessarily like, oh hey, like you shouldn't be getting paid this much. It's like, how crazy are these salaries going to get? Because I like seeing how crazy these gets because it creates content for us to talk about later on in the year. Uh yeah, it's low hanging fruit with people's fake outrage over money that they're not personally spending. Um, or that isn't always guaranteed who, like, the way that it looks on the initial report. Yeah, and especially in football, exactly. Like these aren't these aren't baseball contracts, that's for sure. It's more like cap hit is really where it's supposed to hit. Is supposed to be the more important. Yeah, I think that's the most important part of well, the entire. We're getting thing. an increase in the the guaranteed factor in football, and that's only gonna that's only gonna slowly increase. Yeah, yeah. that's fair, especially QB. Absolutely, Becky. What's so, your thanks, number Kirk. two question? My number two question is staying with the quarterback position, kind of, and is staying with the the star on the helmet, kind of, because there is a quarterback competition that I'm interested in, but it's not about guys who currently play the game. Does Tom Brady revitalize Tony Romo's desire to call games? 
That is the question I have in my number two, is do we get a Romo versus Brady rivalry in the booth this year? Is there right, an elevation? Let me, let, can we get prime Romo? Can we get the original Romo back? Or will he just continue his down his path while Tom takes over? All right. I, I would like the opportunity to go first on this, Patrick, if you don't mind. All right. I, this is what I think should happen. Okay. Look at Tom Brady. He's going to take uh, Greg Olson's spot. I think a lot of people are going to agree Greg Olson's been great in the booth these last couple of years. He's now going to be demoted to number two. Now, we don't know. I don't think his contract situation is, like, out there necessarily. Like, we know how many years he has left on his broadcasting deal. But here's what CBS should do. Because I don't think Tony Roman will actually get motivated by whatever Tom does. Because here's the thing. Their games will be happening at different times or mostly at the same time. Uh, so it's not like they'll like Tony Romo's going to necessarily hear exactly what Tom Brady's oh, being everyone's said. Gonna call, everyone's going to be using yes. the comparisons. Yes. Everybody's yes. going to no, be He'll up. be hearing the compare. He'll be hearing the comparisons, but he won't necessarily hear how Tom Brady sounds on the flow of the entire game. Yeah. I don't think he'll care, right? Because I don't think he thinks he has any competition with CBS until CBS threatens to take away Greg Olson and put him in the number one spot on CBS with Jim Nance. Boy, that will light a fire in Tony Romo because suddenly that next pay, that next contract's not going to look as pretty as this one, and uh, they can clearly show plenty of evidence to Tony himself that hey. This guy, Greg Olson, he knows what he's talking about, and he does it a lot better than what you're doing right now. The so, problem with that is Amazon is also just lurking here for either Greg Olson or Tony Romo in the event of this happening. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the Amazon broadcast is going to be bad, think I think. Very I'm just saying. I think there's a yeah. chance Greg Olson could leave Fox because he didn't retain the number one spot i know there was talk about that being in his contract i don't know if he's fully decided what he's actually doing yet he's probably fielding offers and who knows there's time and again i think amazon as we just saw earlier today would be likely to throw their their dick on the table and first. who is kirk herbstreet working for right now isn't he like splitting time between yeah then yeah there's a good chance that he's yeah he but it's also because al michaels doesn't want to do the job anymore <laughs> and yeah, Al could yeah. use some revitalization, but really, Tony yeah. only has this job because Jerry, <laughs> Jerry said, "Look, you can't play quarterback anymore, but I'll get you this job." And so Romo's just kind of in the job, he's just hanging out. He's not. Right. He doesn't well, care about people any of this. like him the first year. Like, let's that's not fine. Have and I, I still, I still kind of like him. I still actually kind of like him. I think he's fine. I think Jim Nance and him is a terrible, terrible pairing. But uh, it's gotten off the rails at this point. And, and that's fair. Sort of... But I just, I just don't think he's a. I, I think his competitive drive in golf is real. I don't think his competitive drive in this job is real. I think this is just him getting his paycheck, hanging out, watching football. And that's cool. I like it. But I don't, think, I don't think anything's going to change what he's doing. He needs just a better partner for him. I respect that because as much as I love Tony Romo and we'll get him a Noah, Noah Eagle, I will stick up for the fact that I think Tony could have gone to the Hall of Fame as a healthy person at the same time. Have I seen him cash checks just to get by and not worry about the fire behind him? Oh, buddy. Yes. Oh, Look, when, you're, so, when you're an undrafted free agent, man, it's all it's all <laughs> gravy. I have, watched, I have watched money tell Tony Romo that it ain't that bad after all, many and many a time. Can you imagine the perspective oh. that he has of like watching other people in his position come nowhere close to getting the money that he's allowed to get? 
for just barely, yeah. just like just because Quincy Carter got busted with pot once, like <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He didn't fuck it up, and then he got better. That's all that matters. It is absolutely insane. <laughs> and yeah. Dax probably got a pretty similar perspective too. Yeah, except for he was, you know, Dak Dak almost oh, competed competed for a national championship too. Like he was the leader of one of the better uh, college football teams of, that didn't win a title. His, the Dak attack. He was good yeah. in college, and and I I knew he, he probably should have been drafted. You know, the yeah. talent now is different, but no, that was not the same as Roma. Sorry, <laughs> I I'm now lost nope. as to whose second question we're even answering because I did. You, you, we're now we we've, we've now answered Bethke's. <laughs> we answered uh, mine. Yeah, we definitely answered mine. Now it's time to answer your question, Patrick. What's your number two? Are you? Um, do you have this written down, or is this coming off the dome? This is coming off the dome. No, man, I totally planned all these really well. Didn't forget about this part at all. Um, <laughs> do we think plus or minus number of times we see Taylor Swift on screen at an NFL game this year more or less than zero point five? Oh, more. Oh, over. You think? You think, it, you think it's lasting in the next season? I think I think yes. that everyone is believing. Until Travis that. I still it up. have some doubts myself, but it still feels okay. like everyone is believing. Well, it I right didn't know now. what to think. Um, and then let's, on on top of that, I've heard I've heard people analyze her her um, after the Super Bowl, and they they felt like there was a lot of people that felt like she was that this was good points for her, like this was a real relationship. Cool. And I again, I don't. Yeah, I I'm gonna, I got no problem. I just didn't didn't know what anyone else thought about it. I've kind of assumed to be over. <clears throat> Although she's maybe, probably at game one of the next season. Too, I was gonna right? say maybe yeah because no. they because they won that definitely makes it easier for that to run run that back. Uh, so maybe that was oh, a bad sure. question. They just got to make it to um, October. So then I guess September? do y'all know like where's that. where's Super Bowl next year? Do we have any idea? This uh, is question two and a half. I don't know. Don't know. Super Bowl. One second. Super Bowl. They even announced it. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, because it's Orleans, licks. That's right. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're hitting okay. we're hitting the licks in New Orleans. I was about to ask about the halftime show. We've already discussed this, so yeah. I guess that's the end of my question too. Um, <laughs> All I, right. I thought there might be more discussion on that one, but no. Uh, maybe. I think we're just have we have Taylor Swift fatigue. Um, no, Taylor right. Swift will be doing halftime in New Orleans. That'll be the reality. When Kill is, me. When is the next? Uh, that's ter- that's when the is worst the next choice. one? Is she more? Is she closer to Philly or Pittsburgh, where she's from? Philly. No, that doesn't Philly. matter. They care about that? Like Rihanna didn't have anything to do with where they were right, last when's year. The, when's the next one they play in Tennessee? So she Does can do Usher that got one. to do with Vegas because he did a residency there. <clears throat> yeah, like, I think LA was the only one. They I think did that one. I think the Vegas one and the LA one were both playing for those reasons. I don't think they always do that, but I think if there's an obvious choice like that, they definitely will. Yeah, well, the LA one also had Marshall Mathers, and I don't care whose decision that was, it was a slap in the face to the game, specifically. Get good. Okay, but the game's a big Marshall Mathers fan. I understand, but even him, he understood, just like the rest of us, that there was somebody missing. And Kendrick Lamar should have been there too. Or wait, Kendrick was there. Kendrick, Kendrick was there. He was there. Kendrick, yeah. Was, yeah, he was there. Kendrick was there. So it was really just the game. You were missing such an important generational gap in the LA rap scene. And I'm promising you it wasn't killed by Eminem. I can't believe they couldn't get Tupac in. 
Honestly, we there were so many people that were sure they were pulling the hologram back out. I was one of them. If if you would have got me betting, I almost would would have been ready to gamble that the hologram was getting busted out that night. It should have. It should have. Yeah. Instead, um, we got hologram. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Kardashian dad. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ross. Ross from Friends. Rob. Rob yeah. Kardashian. Uh, didn't he play him in the movie? Indeed. Am I wrong? Or in the TV show? Uh, yes, he yeah, did. Okay. Yeah, Ross from Friends yeah. did play him. Uh, it's in during the OJ movie. Yeah. Uh, oh no, the, you mean the FX series? Yeah, yeah, the trial yeah, of the, series. Or the true yeah. story. That true was so good. That was such a good, uh, good series. Um. Anyway, back to question the topic one. At hand. Here's my final. Here's my number one ranked question, or the question that I. Uh, for me, is most pressing going into this off season, and uh, careful with the. I'm careful with how I'm phrasing this, right? Because it's not, not what you think it might mean, or maybe it is. But what is the long-lasting domino effect? Because there will be one. With what the Bears do with their quarterback situation, this isn't. Oh, yeah. Like a Justin Fields propaganda. This isn't Caleb Williams propaganda. This is think about how what they do will affect the number of teams that are invested in what they do, right? It's not just um, Washington. It's not just New England. It's going to be the New York Giants. It's going to be the Raiders. It's going to be the Falcons, right? The Steelers. Everybody. I mean, this Vikings is going well. to impact Everybody. the entire draft. I think that's very fair to say. Yeah. And so. And we won't know what the the long-lasting effects will be necessarily as the season progresses. It'll be next next offseason, this offseason after that. Uh, but to me, this is going to be one of the biggest league-changing moves that we'll see in a long time because someone is going to benefit massively over whatever Chicago does. And it may not necessarily be Chicago. So this is the thing that I'm most – curious about going into the going into this offseason and i cannot wait to see what happens what they do how it shakes out uh because i think there should be a 30 for 30 on it years down the line uh if it is as monumental as i think it could be considering all the talent at qb that is involved yeah and it's a slippery slope here because you got three quarterbacks that could go one two and three you've got three teams that could go one two and three at the quarterback position but they don't necessarily have to that's the fun part and then of course that just dominoes everything to the receivers that you have the tight end that's really good i know my team will be looking for offensive linemen so of course i'm wanting all these skill position guys to go early you know what i mean that's great for me um so it's one of those things where um It'll it'll impact everybody regardless of if you're in the QB market or not. That's right, and uh, and it's just crazy to think <clears throat> how how they got to this position. The Bears did to get into this position where they really could affect the future of so many teams with just one phone call to whoever, right? It was where they answer the phone call. Of a shoot of a decision, I feel like. I think a lot of people are very definite on this decision, but I do think there's a bit of a crapshoot because Fields has made enough progression and has the similar talent background as Caleb Williams. So you kind of a part of you is like, well, but I can maybe if I know this kid, I can trust him. 
But then the other side yeah. knows that the potential, the endless potential of a Caleb Williams is, you know, anything from Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes, right, in your head. Yeah. So exactly. it's one of those things that it's just this interesting thing, and the reality might just be a barely any difference, right? They may trade uh, – uh, they may trade uh, what's his uh, – Fields, and he might be a all-pro level quarterback eventually, and then Caleb Williams might be the next uh, Super Bowl winning kind of quarterback, you know. Or they could both do yeah. nothing their entire pro career. <laughs> the only the only yeah. guarantee here is that the Bears are going to be helping somebody <laughs> do something. Well, the only guarantee is that this is that's a domino. Not, this is a that's massive not domino. them because it's never them. Yeah. I mean, even if it I is want, them, they're still drastically changing the way the rest of these teams have to operate. And I, I want people who are, may not be familiar with this this meme uh, to just look up this meme after I. I make this comparison. I want this to be the type of domino effect that is often joke about a joke about online about with 9/11 being responsible for 50 shades of gray. Oh, that's I don't think I've gotten to that side of things, but I, I I'm there with you. Oh, I have. Okay, because here's here's the if I'm I'm just going off of memory. Here's the domino effect. 9/11 happens. There is a young man uh, oh that God. you are very familiar with. Uh, named Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. Oh my God! He's yes. inspired. Right. He's yes. inspired my Chemical by Romance this. was made because of 9/11. It's facts. Yes. And then My Chemical Romance inspires the creator of Twilight. Right. Okay. The music I didn't know that, but that makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately. And inspires her entire right. uh, aesthetic. Right there, you go. And then some person online makes a fan fiction of Twilight but it's overly sexualized and that devolves into 50 shades of gray. Wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I knew yeah. the, I, I definitely knew that my chemical romance fact, I did not realize that I just thought it, I thought it was like, I thought it was just people capitalizing on emo stuff in general. I didn't realize she actually cited the band, but that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the kind of de <laughs> the insane level of domino effect I hope the Bears have on the NFL uh, this offseason. Bethke, I'm interested to know what your number one question is. Well, you shouldn't be because you knew it was going to be selfish. I just need to know for the oh, however many time. What is this? I think this is, yeah, about 11 to 12 years of the of the Stephen Jones experiment, right? Of the of the this is a little bit different thing, but it's not really different. So my question is, what does all in mean this time? What does that mean? What does all in mean this <laughs> it means, time? It means now Jerry gets uh gets what to is, have old man talk with Jimmy every day. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, it means that we're we're giving yeah. uh, uh advice. You know what's funny is is now the next year, what you'll do to to play the same thing again. Is you'll just get Troy next year. You know what I mean, or maybe just Emmett next He's year. No, and you Troy. Just keep yeah, you'll never, he'll never get Troy. <laughs> he'll just keep playing this charade every off season uh, until he's collected all of the surviving members of Cowboys history, like Infinity Stones, um, and use them to be like, "I'm doing the best I can." Um, yeah. So I mean, the Cowboys have a lot of fun options. I kind of talked about that at one point. I understand that they have a lot of ability to be very frisky and to do something that could very radically 
put them on the map in a way that they used to be synonymous for doing, right? But we also know that they probably very likely won't. Hell, they probably very likely won't even save themselves money or hassle by just re-signing their own quarterback that they're going to be married to regardless of what they do. So again, I have to laugh and I have to curiously wonder what all in means because this is a team that, while I respect the additions of Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore, they were great additions. I'm happy to have them moving forward. They basically sold that to me as if this Super Bowl, well, what, what, what else could we do? What else could we possibly have done? You know? And so I'm, I'm just excited to see another soft season of, of what, what all in means to them, because I know what it means to us, the fans. And it's just always fun to watch their interpretation of that because it's usually just just as painful as it seems every year. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're going to get in the Chris Jones business. Now I end up fucking re-signing Malik Collins that we left uh, to the Houston's fucking four years ago. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, yeah. I already know the charade. But again, I have to ask the question. What is all in? I can, I can tell you. I can tell you what all in means. All in means Overshawn gets made the captain of the defense. Hey, honestly, right now, my biggest needs for this all in is I need sweat to fall to the Cowboys so I get my big, my big fat boy and my, my extra Texas player on the roster and obviously Overshawn. So if I can get two Texas, Texas defensive studs to help me sure up this thing at two need positions – I, that could that could that could start getting me you know that's the, those are the little things I need to distract me from the Jerry Jones of it all, you know I've learned to embrace the Micah Parsons of it because it distracts you from the Jerry Jones of it, even if inevitably they'll clash together and collide into a story you don't want to deal with. I just for now you enjoy this version, and that's where I feel like I'll be yeah. with with Sweat and Overshawn if we can if we can pull that off. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, as an Eagles fan, I am also very interested in what you guys do to consider all in since the NFC East uh, will still be a two-team race for the foreseeable future until the Giants can stop I never say never with football. I really don't. Like, uh, I really don't think that it's, it's ever too far away from some of these football teams. Some franchises are a little less likely to do that, but – even fucking, uh, would you be uh, that surprised yeah. if the Carolina Panthers won like fucking nine and eight next year or some shit? You know, it's just the NFL is a whack. I would. That's too dysfunctional. That's that's <laughs> that's too dysfunctional a franchise. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right. Too dysfunctional. <laughs> uh, the Giants for me, uh, they're just too inept. All right. They're they're not gonna bumblefuck their way to two Super Bowls again. Uh, so that's just me. I'm putting that out there. You can put me on record. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know, you Patrick. What are your on thoughts record. on this? Um, Patrick, I don't believe in the Cowboys. I never will. Yeah, especially this time of year. With you Jerry, really with Jerry alive, it's just not. They're they're more likely to win a Super Bowl than to win an off season now. <laughs> just let that sink in. <laughs> just let that let let that sink in, and you know I'm not wrong. I don't know. They're kind of with they're there. <laughs> they're there with every other team in the league, but that's kind of exactly where they are, and that's unfortunate if you're a fan of them. And you know, that's good if you like to have playoff money coming into your stadium every year. Every other year, maybe. every semi year. Like, do they get to split revenue from being the away team? I have no idea how any of that works. 
Either I, way. Uh, yes. I doubt you get uh, gate. Because I, Washington you... didn't pay there. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that, was, the, that was one of the deals with uh, Washington's old owner. He wasn't paying his, his share, share of the, the gate. gate. Okay, to, I guess uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that yeah. Doesn't so there you sense. go. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Jerry's just trying to get him one extra game, maybe two, if he's lucky. He doesn't, he doesn't get too greedy. I think we really should just be happy <laughs> that he's... He doesn't get too greedy. <laughs> Seen preseason prices. I've seen parking prices. <laughs> no, I've never well, been there for a game to see what drink prices are. Can't imagine oh, those are great. Oh, I've never told you. Oh, about that. those are killer. That's a. I can get you fifty dollar doubles. How about that? Yep, you heard me right. <laughs> hey, but all jokes aside, they poured seventy thirty booze. Not worth it. It wasn't, not, but at the same time, I respected the hell out of that lady for handing me what was mostly gin, sprinkled with a little bit oh, of gin. Uh, so it was not my choice to get gin, but Love I it. didn't pay for the tickets, so I bought the drinks, and that was the reality. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you right. just sit in a uh, suite Patrick. where they have bottles ready for you? Uh, right. What's up? Oh, my question. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> You're up next. Um, What's the point? For 31 of these teams, does anyone honestly believe they can beat, Thank you. beat that team? Do you not yeah. see why I'm making plans for a future uh, without Patrick Mahomes? Because what's like, the point of getting like ready for next year? If we're being honest, San Francisco was the team. San Francisco and Baltimore were probably the two teams that were like, they could get it done. And never once did I really think San Francisco was going to win that game. Oh. Uh it's I don't even I don't know. Baltimore, what, Baltimore they shadowed themselves, man. They shadowed. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore did what most yeah. most teams and they're like, at, and like they're my the, team do. Coordinator, he he left. Yeah. So you get a lot of. I do agree that there's a lot uh, in so, their way. Just philosophically speaking, yeah. What are we? I think Buffalo could for? still be around that though. <laughs> Buffalo's still not that far off. I think just they right, have a good they, off season. Like, I guess if you do, yeah. If you I have think, the, if you have the ability to score if, fifty points, then maybe you have a chance. Which. You know, if Miami can figure one or two things out, who no, knows? I think uh, I think Miami but, fits in that quarterback's too iffy ceiling. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of teams maybe. right now that just. I think I yeah. think that's the thing is Josh Allen's an idiot, but he might be the only idiot that could beat Patrick. Yeah, Mahomes. if he doesn't if he doesn't throw the picks or fumble the ball. I mean, that's really kind of what this is. I mean, who else has got a quarterback that well, that's, here's that's, the thing. that's special? The only you know? the Ravens. Yeah, even okay. Lamar though. I, got I mean, you. there's some I can answer that question. With, I can yeah, answer I that question you. for you Lamar's because there's only two quarter two quarterbacks have beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Two: Tom Brady, <laughs> Joe Burrow. The Cincinnati Bengals. When Joe Burrow's healthy, they get real spicy with the Chiefs. All right, that's an actual yeah, interesting game. I like game. Burrow, but for whatever, for whatever reason, all right. I don't trust Lou Anarumo. Lou Anarumo has yeah. Patrick Mahomes' number. That team comp fell so bad last I year. I don't know what happened. It, I. I yeah, but a lot of that had to do with Joe Burrow falling out. And th- here's a here's the problem that I have with the Bengals. They get off the slow starts, and then they're playing catch-up the whole season. So if they could ever get out of their own way and get off to strong starts, we've seen what they could do in the playoffs. They've yeah, already been to the Super about, Bowl. They've beaten about... Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. Like that's Arrowhead. If there is one team in the AFC that I am willing to give uh, the benefit of doubt, like they can compete, and have a serious shot. It's a healthy so, Cincinnati team. You're talking about a, you're talking about it. a team that you're talking about them competing. You know, you need players to do that, right? And they got like a quarterback that makes some money now, and like 
And they make it work because they have they have the most slept on defensive coordinator in the league. That's fine, but if we're talking about you can keep drafting away and maybe that works for you, but like at the end of the day, like I don't know how much money they're gonna keep spending. And that's kind of a that's kind of always the issue there. And then if Burrow's got an injury issue, whether that, that be true. this season or not, that just adds to the pile. So I hear you. Burrow is there. Um Lamar is there, but the teams now I'm a little worried about, especially with the Ravens stagnating. Yeah. And then again, Josh Allen has everything he needs, in my opinion. I think he's just in his way more than anything else. But I really don't see another team. Well, with we'll see about that because it's that hot. I mean, that might be a coaching problem. I as mean, well. we'll see that. Because Stephon Diggs yeah, may, be... may not be there, so you got okay. Guy. That's he fine. Might you got the you guy can find promoting Al Qaeda. Receiver, you can draft really good receivers, especially with quarterback like that, you know. So I true, just... but you you're gonna need some time for that learning curve because, like, there's not outside of Jamar Chase, we haven't seen a rookie receiver go all out nuts so in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Well, I think maybe Puka had a good game in the playoffs, but uh, that was. You know, I mean, honestly, the fucking Rams could be back in the conversation next year. But Stafford's still kind of Stafford with that one. So, like I said, I think think the question Patrick said is pretty fair, and that's why I make a lot of jokes about a future uh, past this whole run for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, because it does feel like um, everyone's making plans and Patrick Mahomes is just laughing. Yeah. And here's the thing. uh, With with this – yeah, it's a very valid question. Also, there's no guarantee uh, when it comes to the NFL, right? I, there's no guarantee Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not wishing this on Patrick Mahomes or anything, but I'm just saying we've seen this a lot. Quarterbacks get hurt. People get hurt. Fluke, fluky things happen. So fluky things can happen to the Chiefs. They might not. They probably won't. But if there was ever a time for it to happen, it's probably on their quest for a 3 P, right? Let it be that it's not a team that beats the Chiefs. It's injury bug that beats the Chiefs. Like, that might be the only thing that I mean, prevents them time, from making it. Three one time uh, they lined up to start a, a season against Tom Brady and then Matt Castle played 16 games straight. You know what I mean? So that franchise knows yep. a little thing or two about uh, watching uh, title hopes go out the window on uh, prematurely. So... You know, it's, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. There's always injuries with football. It's kind of the thing that pisses you off the most when your team is healthy and then still screws it up um, because you're just like, damn, that's the one thing you can't control and you at least got that. How much time will you ever get that again? Um, so Dog, that's, I had that in the Super Bowl last year. I had that no, in the Super I mean, Bowl it's, last it's, year. It's, it's the most painful thing about football because – Health is health. Health is so damn important and and wishy washy in this sport. But then, so is having a quarterback that can kind of deadlift a shitty offense, and so you can spend all your money and resources on defense. <laughs> it's kind of yep. kind of a kind of a roster building cheat code thing that I think that in many many years people will be able to quantify that in ways that we barely can right now. True. Again, you know, right. um, I mostly am joking when I say that <clears throat> eventually I'll have to wait for a washed up Patrick Mahomes to wear the star if I ever want to have some fun. Um, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, it might it might really be something like that where we all just waiting on him. 
maybe. Well, gentlemen, there is one last thing. Um, this, I know we're running a little long, uh, but I have one thing to tease. This this last part of my football segment was actually a teaser to end the segment. And gentlemen, I think I know how you might react to this. Uh, so, as you saw on the rundown, it said a special UFL segment. What does that mean? Well, the UFL season is not starting quite yet. They just announced all of the stats for the eight teams in the UFL. And I could not have thought of a better time than to introduce one of my many precursors to what was a our favorite, I would like to say our collective favorite segment during last NFL offseason, and that was head coach Fight Club. Gentlemen, this is a surprise to y'all, and hopefully this is a treat to our audience. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know, but I am introducing for a limited time run one of the segments that will be the precursor to NFL head coach Fight Club. That's right. UFL head coach Fight Club. There's only eight of them, baby. There's only eight coaches. And I'm going to bring them to you in hypothetical fights. <laughs> this will only be a two-week thing because there's only eight coaches. We're going to run through them. And this is the first of, I believe... Sorry. Wood. <laughs> this is one of the first. This is the first of at least two to three precursors to the NFL head coach fight club. So next week, I'm going to bring to you the tell of the tape for all of them. And then the week after that, we're having a battle royale, baby. Because they're all fighting all eight at the same time. I like this. I, I actually wrote down the list of these people because I just wanted to see. I wrote down the coaches and I wrote down any players I could remember from any of these teams in general, and it was very bare. But there's some names I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot few, of names uh, that make NFL, me realize NFL why coaches I have to on be this one. Scout. Right. Now, you may, for some of the some of you people who don't know who some of the more notable head coaches are, I'm just going to give you two names and they get me really excited. Cause I was like, I need to see these guys duke it out. Arlington Renegades head coach and former OU head coach, Bob Stoops and former Dallas Cowboys head coach, Wade Phillips of the San Antonio Brahmas. Just so you get an idea of what we're working with here. But we'll talk more about them next week. We also have the uh, most infamous defensive coordinator in Dallas Cowboy history as a head coach. Oh. Mike, oh, Nolan. Mike Nolan. Yes, sir. Uh, but we'll we'll get more into the, these matchups, these coaches, what they bring to the UFL head coach fight club. Gentlemen, that's all I have for you this yeah. evening, unless you guys want something else from me. That's all I got. <clears throat> no. Your time is is enough here in this situation. Patrick, take it home. You might have. I was trying to think of something funny. Couldn't think of anything good to ask you for. Um, yeah, so I guess that that pretty much wraps up what we got this week. Um, uh, I don't even know what's going on next week. Basketball, hockey, 
baseball sort of starting. Uh, People are playing for real shit. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. We're Um, making grown men hypothetically fight. What more is there to be done? Yeah, surely something will happen in the news that's worth worth talking about as well. Like, subscribe, smash. You just. Oh yeah, and he just he just set it up. Now a whole fucking world event's about to happen between now and next. Yeah, week. hopefully God, it's man. it's not so dramatic that we aren't recording or something like that. I'd like it to <laughs> I'd like it to remain mild. No, nope. you already jinxed it. In the major. All right, well, if contacts. the fucking end of times didn't happen, like and subscribe. Uh, yeah. If it, if pandemic two electric boogaloo restarted. You know who to think for it. Hey, if Pandemic 2 happens, then you're going to be getting a lot more content from your guys at Pass the Rock. We'll have a lot more time at home. And your boy will be getting those uh, Pandemic checks. So, yeah. I don't know. This is what we might be pregnant. Back up. Anyways. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he... Anyway. Well, uh, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Anyway. Anyways, good night and good luck. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pass the Rock. To pass as the always, rock. like, as subscribe, always like, share, subscribe, do share, all those other do things. All those other things. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.